0: What's up? What's up, everybody? It's Hoya Rock from the one and only Madball and Smoking Word podcast. In my hands right now, I got that new LP from my boys in Terror. The record is called Pain into Power. I believe. I believe in these days. These days. These days of brotherhood. Ten brand new songs produced by Todd Jones. The artwork by Spoiler. It drops on May six on Pure Noise Records in the U.S. and on N Hits Records in Europe. Hardcore lives. You know the deal.
1: I hope all of you enjoyed that ad for "Painted to Power" by Terror. Such an awesome record. If you haven't had a chance yet, please do yourself a favor and go stream that record. And today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records, One Scene Unity, Hardcore Compilation, Volume 3, featuring Not One Truth, Hellbound, Never Again, C4, Chemical Fix, Search for Purpose, Stiff Meds, Fool's Game, Contention, Buried Alive, Live It Down, Gridiron, Adrian, Broken Vow, Nothing But Enemies, Submit, Killing Me, and Wreckage. Also... And still, by Envision, is out now. Do yourself a favor. Go stream that record. Support that band. They're awesome. They're recently on the From Within Records podcast. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, please do yourself a favor. Go listen to that episode. Subscribe to their podcast. They're doing awesome things. Warn, doing a full U.S. tour. They're hitting L.A. July 7th. And I'm very excited to see them live. If you are excited and curious about Singapore, go look at that tour flyer. I'm sure they're hitting a city near you. Also, Shackled Surround's all in the USA. I'm so excited to see Shackled in California uh, years ago. Years ago Shackled was slated to play Arizona, and I don't remember which city in Arizona, but I was willing to make the drive to arizona to see them because at that point i i hadn't had the opportunity to see them live and i was such a fan and i still am of that band so i was willing to make the drive to arizona to see them but uh things didn't happen so i i didn't uh, go to arizona but eventually fast forwarded down i've flown across the country to see shackled multiple times amazing band and i'm very excited to see them in california with statement of pride it's going to be so sick so please that tour is definitely hitting a city near you support shackled support statement of pride two amazing bands if you're not following from within records on social media please boot up your twitter your instagram click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news and like i always say please support from within records because they support us also if you're looking for high quality merch for your bands for your business whatever it may be, please go hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing, or you can contact them at contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. They do amazing stuff. I love all the collab shirts that I've done with them. And I know a lot of you were stoked on the quality of the prints. So please support them like I do, because it's great stuff, great people, and I am very stoked to work with them in the future. And before we get too in-depth about today's guest, I just want you to know that um, after we wrap up the intro here, we will be premiering another song off the LDB compilation that will be coming out very soon from uh, from a band excuse me uh, called sleep away the song is titled logan street so please stay tuned listen to that it's such an awesome song but on today's episode we were able to track down our good friend tyler short he plays in inclination constraint sleep away and uh helps run LDB records. He's an amazing guy and it was something that I was looking forward to very much being able to sit down and talk to Tyler again about Doctor Strange. We break this movie down to the best of our knowledge uh from front to back. We give our takes and it was very fun. These are seriously some of my most favorite podcasts to do. Uh I'm such a nerd for comic books, for Marvel. I'm a Marvel fanboy. Uh, It's no secret. It's well documented. So fair warning. If you have not seen Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness hit pause because um, if you're not a fan of spoilers, we break down the movie front to back. We uh, talk about the post credit scenes and I don't want to disappoint you if you are trying to go into the movie blind. So hit pause, go watch Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and then come back and listen to this podcast. It's awesome. It's long and it is very fun. So strap in, enjoy this conversation without further ado. Welcome Tyler Short to the show. today to talk about mm-hmm. our experience with dr strange in the multiverse of madness which was awesome uh, i watched it after you you had texted me uh, and all you said was what the fuck and i was like damn i think this is about um, the movie i think he just got out and that got me even more pumped because i was like all right he watched it today i got that text and i was like all right tomorrow is going to be my turn and i'm pretty excited to check it out but before we get into the the movie, I just want to say that I still hate going to the movie theater. Had another bad experience. I know. Yes, and I don't know how this always happens, but it just furthers my uh, you know uh, stance on where I'd rather just be able to stream it at home. But I, I show up to the movie right. I'm late. I because I, I like fell asleep and I woke up. So I was like, "Fuck! I, I got to rush to get to the theater." I show up with about maybe like uh 20 seconds until the movie actually starts. And there's a person sitting in my seat because, you know, this no. is, yeah, this is like, you know, you reserve your seats or whatever. So I, I show up and I'm just like, yo, like you're in my seat. And they're uh, and they try to play stupid. They're like, oh, really? But I'm like, dude, when you bought your ticket, you selected your seat. Yes, really. You're in my seat. So their whole party had to get up and just shift over one seat. And it was a big commotion. It was really annoying. So I'm like, whatever. Sit down. The two people next to me won't shut up. For like the first 10 minutes of the movie they won't shut up and i'm like i'm not going to take this uh so i was just like yo do you mind and i was like i, I had to sound stern about it because i just like i'm not trying to you know get disturbed i'm trying to pay attention because i knew we were doing this podcast i want to be able to retain what i'm watching and uh they like, were like we're kind of surprised that i said something but i'm like dude you're in a movie theater this isn't a place to chat like go outside how, or go home
2: how far into the movie were they talking uh
1: honestly it was only like maybe like 15 20 minutes in
2: But no.
3: Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. You
2: can you can talk during a fucking preview. I don't even like talking during previews. My mom will talk during all the previews. And I'm like, I like, like, I love my mom. Mm -hmm. But like literally, like she'll be like trying to talk to me. But like once that sound starts, I can't pay attention to anything. Like I'm trying to pay attention to her, but at the same time, there's like James Bond or something going on in the background. I'm like, like, I, I I fucking like. I feel so uncomfortable right now. Cause I feel like I can't give you the attention you need from me. And at the same time, like I kind of want to pay attention to the preview.
3: Yeah. It's like, yo, fam. but, like, but
2: still you're talking to the preview. It's not a big deal.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Once the fucking movie starts, like shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah. And, and mind you, I'm like half awake. Right. And, and, and once again, I went to the 4d theater, so I'm half awake. I have my large soda in my cup holder and it's the opening scene uh, of uh, Doctor Strange, where in they're they're in, their, they're in the, the the Gap Junction, and yeah. they're like running down that um that like you know stone path or whatever, and like everything's shaking, and they're speaking a foreign language, and then I'm like, oh shit, did I buy the wrong language movie? Because because <laughs> they have that option. <laughs> at the theater that i go to th- th- there's multiple languages that you can purchase so i'm like fuck and i was like instantly pissed off I'm like damn it i'm gonna have to sit through this whole movie with subtitles but no, then obviously sure. um it, it kicks in and then they start speaking english i'm like oh okay um obviously it's because of uh, america Chavez." and i was just like okay i didn't buy the wrong one and then and then i sl- it probably took me about 30 minutes to finally get comfortable and start to enjoy myself because i had to deal with all this shit leading up to it was it was kind of annoying but that's why i I just hate going to the theater but it's it's a necessary evil to to do these
2: bro that is so fucking funny
1: yeah
2: that's amazing that just made me think about um so around uh around like halloween me and ashton were like watching like a different scary movie every day okay and um she's never seen scream before and i was like fuck dude we're gonna figure out a way to watch scream so we were like just looking on all the different apps and whatnot in the Roku and we finally found like a place to watch Scream and we're like, all right, so we sat down, we watched it and the beginning of Scream is like like a, a lot of just like establishing shots and mm-hmm. stuff and like Drew Barrymore like making the popcorn and whatnot and then we would get up to the point where she, the phone rings and then she picks it up, hola, and we're <laughs> oh, like, fuck, no. <laughs> we're watching this Spanish version. So then we... <laughs> We looked around for like 10 more minutes. We found another, another one on another site. We start watching it. We get five minutes of the movie. Phone rings. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck>. Jeez. <laughs> we just found Spanish version after Spanish version of Spain. So I was like, all right, we'll fuck it. We're just, we'll, maybe we'll watch it next year. But uh, goddamn, dude, that that is so funny that you thought you were in the wrong fucking theater. That's yeah, that's priceless.
1: Yeah, I, I was like, I, I was, yeah, I just accepted. I'm like, fuck it, I'll, I'll watch it in this language. But yeah, it turns out that it, it was the right one because they, they sprinkle it in like here and there throughout the the film, right? Uh, America and uh, surprisingly, Wong speaking Spanish and Dr. Strange, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, our Dr. Strange just being completely clueless, did not know uh, you know anything, which is kind of surprising.
2: Yeah, no. Well, he's fucking he. All he cared about was being a fucking surgeon man. Um I uh, see. So, so you really liked it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I walked away thinking like, holy shit, that was an experience because uh, granted and obviously by this point, spoilers if you haven't watched the movie, but just, uh, you know, it, it starts off right right into the action and then there's like a little break because you go to uh, Christine's wedding and then from Christine's wedding to the end of the movie, it's literally just like nonstop.
2: It's pretty fucking nonstop. Yeah i uh i really liked it man it was um we talked about this with spider-man that i said that um like this is one of the first marvel movies like other than the 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 big team ups which you know there's going to be you know whether civil war or avengers you know you're going to have so many people so many characters so many things going on but with these uh with the solo movies or like the you know the more like franchise uh movies or whatever uh this one in Spider-Man really felt like reading a comic book. Like every time you turn the page or every time a scene changes, anything can happen. And I think that's that's how Spider-Man felt was like it felt like the, so many people like so many characters came in so many different actors, so many different stories like so many threads were able to be woven into the story where it really was a, anything can happen sort of story. And I thought Dr. Strange did a pretty good job at, uh, at making that uh, I don't know th- that immersion into the 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 world where it really was like you could just kind of lose yourself in like the oh what's gonna happen next like the whole thing like really was like a like and I don't know I want to go through it like a, like pretty methodical like we usually do but I it really like I was impressed with how how wowed I was by the movie mm-hmm. visually and um and story wise it just it just did did a lot but not in a confusing way.
1: Yeah. One thing that I walked away with because uh, for people who may not be familiar with comic books, they see another new superhero introduced, right? America Mm -hmm. Chavez and for them to be able to have me walking away and being like, wow, I actually am interested in where America Chavez is going to fall in like this whole MCU thing, Mm -hmm. right? Because for them to bring her in and not have to focus too much on her origin story um and you just kind of you know they, they would sprinkle things in here and there for you to, to to learn about her and then um for her to have the power that she does right to be able to traverse through the, the multiverse with her power um it's like super important right right now with it being open and all these things you know after um uh no way or excuse me uh i can't think of the last name of spider-man i'm going to really blank right now it was No Way Home. Uh, okay, yeah. I, okay, I was going down the right direction. I just sounded wrong. In my it, it <laughs> sounded wrong in my head as I was saying it. Um, yeah. After No Way Home, and then obviously with Endgame, uh, and now knowing that these possibilities that there's all these other universes, universes going on at the same time, it, it's like okay, cool. It's like seems like the right time to introduce someone with this kind of ability and th- to walk away from the movie and actually feeling attached and not just like wow, this character just seems pointless. They they, they did a really good job of bringing in somebody new and not boring us with an like a weird origin story. Uh, so it, it was just really cool. That, that's something that I really liked about this movie was that they were able to bring in someone who's super like way less known um, in the grand scheme of things, but it still made her feel really important.
2: Um, did you see the thing where because this movie was supposed to come out before Spider-Man, uh, she was supposed to be in Spider-Man?
1: No, I, I had no idea.
2: The uh, the whole Ned doing all, all of Ned's sorcery that he does in Spider-Man. They just decided to give that to Ned. That was supposed to be America Chavez. She was supposed to be with the kids. So it would have been a really like a like a, a, a kids movie mm-hmm. where all, all four of them, I guess, would have been on this adventure together. Interesting. And, um, yeah, she was because Multiverse of Madness was supposed to happen. But because of COVID, they had to reshuffle things. Um, America Chavez was sw- supposed to be filling that Ned's sorcery roles. Mm-hmm. Ned would have still been in it, being, yeah. you know, what, it, what what Ned is to the story. But um, the, they, they decided to give him the uh, the small abilities that she would have been capable of at that point in her training for uh, for doing stuff, which I thought it, it, after hearing that, I was like, well, damn, they really just they really just bait and switched that and made it Ned. And I didn't even fucking think I didn't even question it. I was just like, oh, yeah, this this is funny. This is makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, it would have made even more sense if the movies had come out in the correct order. Because we would have had somebody who was actually like an apprentice or, or of sorts.
1: Yeah, because obviously, oh, yeah, because at, at the end when you see Harry Carmatage like training, okay, that's cool. I know. I but that idea. fight
2: scene, that fight scene at the end would have been so much more intense if it was three Spider-Man and America Chavez. Yeah, like it would have been wild.
1: <laughs> they would have ended up in other uh, you know, universes. I, I wonder Probably. how that would have been.
2: Probably it would have been it would have added a whole new uh, like, I'm wondering how much of uh, No Way Home had to be re- rewritten because they lost access to her because of how they were planning on introducing her. I uh, yeah, no, I thought she was cool. I um, I haven't really seen too many um, too many uh, too much hate for the movie, but I've heard that there is hate for the movie.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the same boat too, because I was talking to um, some friends and Uh, I was asking what they've heard because I haven't seen any, but I haven't really been looking either. But they told me that uh, people were complaining about the length of the film, which I'm like, it's two hours. It's like, well, it's like two hours and six minutes. Like what? Not every movie can be almost three hours, uh, you know, like like Spider-Man. But
2: uh. like, did they want people want it to be longer or shorter?
1: longer because uh, what i was hearing and this is all i don't even know what's true or not but um what some of the people that i, I spoke to told me that they, they wished it was longer so that there could have been um, more development for the story because they felt like some things just seemed rushed
2: i don't think anything seemed rushed
1: yeah me either because w- when you look at how scarlet witch was hunting them down what she you know has these crazy abilities
2: it, it was rushed like yeah. there was a <laughs> There was a rush in the movie like that's the thing. Like if you would lengthened the movie out. So um, that was the the. Um, um, that makes me think about there was there was a point in time when people were getting tired of uh, of the walking dead. OK, because um, there was like a whole season where they were just like running
3: mm-hmm.
2: the whole season, like they couldn't find a safe place. And that was kind of like what they were trying to do with the show but the audience didn't have the, the stamina to hang with the show and be patient with this or or get in the car and just sit in the passenger seat and not try to change the fucking radio station. Like the audience was like wanting something different from the show than what the creators were trying to do. And that's my thing is like, if this had been, if the movie had been longer and it had just been more stressful for longer, you would have been like, Oh, well that was just an exhausting movie. Like, God, it was just, it felt like it was just going on for so long. Like and it's like, but if you pace the movie to be aggressive, you have to be you have to be conscious of how long it's going to be because how long can you stress people out
3: for?
1: Yeah. And I, I felt like with the constant running from Scarlet Witch, it's like, OK, like how many times can they actually get away without it being, like, you know, believable?
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you if, if there, we needed more n- near catches because pretty much you're you're right from like. From like 15, 20 minutes in, it was nonstop till the end. Mm -hmm. And even when there were lulls, it was stressful because you knew that somewhere else something was going wrong.
1: Exactly. Yeah. She was always looming.
2: Yeah. Like she was always looming. And even in those moments, like uh, like when the the Mordo, the Mordo strange scene, I'm like, y'all like she's she's gonna fuck it up like you, you, like really you're just gonna talk right now like I don't know it was there was I, uh, I I feel like I was I was frustrated with the movie but not because it was like bad or mm-hmm. doing something wrong it was because the movie was trying to make me feel frustrated yeah like it was I was having the correct response to the like that's Dude, that's the thing that bothers me so much with with this whole with everybody having a fucking um, like Yelp mentality when it comes to anything that they like. Everyone, everyone's a consumer and everyone's a critic. Um, is this idea that that you should feel that, that that art should make you feel any any way? Like you should be able to dictate the way art makes you feel. You should have a feeling from art based on what the art makes you feel. You shouldn't like, and that's, and it's just so frustrating to me that that people want to like have a hand in the creation of the art. If you want to get a job in movie production,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: write your own movie, make your own movie. Mm -hmm. Like if you want, if you want so badly to, but when it comes to art that you have no like party in, just go for the ride. Just get in the car and don't try to change the station. Just just put your seatbelt on and just go where you're going and get there when you get there.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. And the, the the one thing that I hate is when uh, there there's like a, you know, obviously a, a movie like Doctor Strange uh, or maybe it's early to tell, but or something like you know, Spider-Man No Way Home. Clearly one of the best movies to to have come out and when i see any little criticism i'm just like okay you're you're just trying to be like a contrarian or you're yeah. just nitpicking it's like come on it there's there's no need for that um but i but the, the, that's just part of the territory that, that's always going to be people right yeah. people always wanted to go against um shit even if it's good so
2: yeah no i uh i was i was having a discussion with one of my coworkers today about uh so many people are upset with how Ozark ended and Mm. uh, I fucking loved how it ended. And we were talking about all the, all the criticism with, with how that show ended. And I, one of the things I, I, I told him, I was like, well, you look at all these articles that are criticizing the way it ended, which have you, have you seen Ozark?
1: I have not seen the last season. I, I put it off.
2: I will say this. So the last scene of Ozark is one of my favorite last scenes of any series I've ever seen mm-hmm. because of the final dialogue in the show.
3: Interesting, okay.
2: The last lines of the show are some of the most the most aggressive the, the most aggressive dialogue I've seen towards the way our world is and when i was talking to my buddy at work i was like with all these people who are writing these articles who are criticizing ozark there is actually no vested interest in them thinking that it was good because it actually calls into question the existence of their jobs Mm -hmm. and that's something i think people like forget sometimes when it comes to like them reading like a criticism and then being like I'm going to have this criticism now also is like I always think about like well where's this criticism coming from where's the vested interest this person has in making me think the thing that they think right now because do they have an ulterior motive and the ulterior motive for Dr. Strange that I could see if somebody's got a harsh criticism for it and somebody's trying to tear the movie down you might be a misogynist my dude (laughs) Because this movie had very strong female characters without Mm -hmm. presenting itself like Captain Marvel did in this kind of like woke, you know, girls get it done sort of attitude. Yeah. Like, um, whereas I liked Captain Marvel, but I do see where Captain Marvel was like trying to be like was being facetious, was being like, you know, like, like, like was directly calling out misogyny. Mm hmm where Doctor Strange just had strong female characters who steered the story in their own ways and with their own motivations that were well fleshed out and understood. And sometimes that's even worse than when it's all up in your face, anti anti misogyny. If it's just pro female forward things, People get a little more offended when it's when it's something that it's a little harder for them to point to, oh, Captain Marvel was like a dick to that guy, that motorcycle guy, like, you know, like women just hate men. Like it was like it, it gives them like the easy thing to point to, whereas in this it's like Scarlet Witch had like a very, very clear, strong motivation and was pretty fucking tough and pretty fucking powerful and a lot of a lot of people nerds who uh aren't comfortable with women being in in positions of power um don't like that man they don't like it
3: yeah
1: and that was uh, i always think that's strange but um growing up playing video games i don't know why but i would always just favor playing is uh female characters and i remember i my you know my cousin who i, I play you know the fighting games with like street fighter and stuff he'd be like dude are you gay like why do you always pick the <laughs> the girl characters and i'm just like well they look cool uh I, I just gravitate towards them and i've always been like that like my whole life even like to this day like street fighter 5 probably like one of the newer fighting games that i am really into like the main character that I use uses this brazilian jujitsu player ju- uh, her name's laura and I, I don't know it's just always stuck with me so like i've always uh thought it was cool not like you know uh for any other strange reason like i there's like a ton of like male leads that i like too but i always just liked uh you know th- these uh, female characters so like when i get to see things like uh scarlet Witch finally get the recognition she deserves because because going back to where when she first appeared i was always kind of uh surprised that it felt like they were kind of presenting her weaker than what she normally is because uh, for anyone who has ever read a, a, a real comic book knows that she's one of the most powerful mutants uh, ever so when I, I see her just not really being able to kill everybody i'm like all right this is kind of weird i was like oh, and i even said on like you know, podcasts before that I, I hope one day that we can see her true strength yeah. and then when watching this movie i'm like okay even though she uh you did some crazy stuff that i wasn't like that big of a fan of i'm happy that we uh, were able to see how powerful and dangerous Scarlet Witch is. And I was very, very happy about that.
2: Well, I think they did a good job with Wandavision of kind of expanding her powers in a realistic way to bring her up to the speed that she would be at for this movie mm-hmm. to be the threat she was. By kind of really giving you an idea of like, well, she didn't really know what her powers were.
3: Mm mm-hmm. and in
2: WandaVision she really became like she came to understand her power and where it's coming from and what it can do where um I remember one of the things that I like because me and me and me and my mom and Ashton go and see these movies all these movies together and I remember after we went and saw Civil War um we were talking about Scarlet Witch and I was like I was like explaining to them like well Scarlet Witch is like really powerful compared to like what they've really let her do Mm -hmm. in these movies so far and I was like and like I hate to say it but like one of the things she does in that movie that is like insanely powerful in Civil War is when she pulls all of that gas out of a a building Mm -hmm. that's a fuck thing to be able to do that's one of those things where like you realize like oh This person's power is almost limited to their imagination. And when someone's power is limited to what they can think of, that's an immense amount of power to have. Yeah. Like the idea that she can say no more mutants and there's no more mutants. Like the fact that she can get so frustrated with everything going on that she just takes people's powers from them. Mm Mm-hmm. She can just do that. The fact that it is, it is almost so like the fact that her, her power is limited almost to her imagination, which means it's limitless means that the, she will, she can only ever become more powerful. The more she grows her idea of what her power is. And then the way they did it with, you know, her having the dark hold and whatnot, I thought that was such a cool way of. Taking her from level fifty to level one hundred
3: mm-hmm.
2: in in an instant. I thought they did a really good job at, at like at like the um, the escalation of her powers, like me- being somewhat sensible. Um, because if she had come out the gates being as powerful as she was, it would have been a Captain Marvel showing up at the end of Endgame mm-hmm. and just fucking up everything. It really would have been a well, this character doesn't really have any business to be with the rest of them. She could kind of do this by herself. Yeah. And uh, and I really, I think they did a good job at when, when finally, which, you know, well, I, I want to start talking about the movie, but like making her the bad guy was such a cool decision because you really finally got to see her full force and ability because she was going up against other people who were dangerous mm-hmm. or powerful, and kicked their asses.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just I, I want to touch on a couple last things because um, she was. Uh, you think back to Age of Ultron, you got to see her like obviously do like some stuff, uh, but that was like you know short lived. Um, but before this movie, I always wrote off WandaVision, right? People were like, oh, like, what do you like about the Disney Plus series? And I'm just like, oh, WandaVision was kind of whack. But walking away from this movie, I'm like, oh, wow, that was actually, like, way more important to, like, for setup than I had thought. And I'm just like, wow, here we are, just like, you know, years later, I'm just like, oh, okay, now I can truly appreciate it. And I just feel like, Like I'm like I feel kind of stupid for just writing it off for so long, but but then seeing how Doctor Strange played out, I'm like, okay, everything makes way more sense on why there was like such a big deal about Wandavision.
2: Well, I mean, dude, just like I I I really liked Wandavision because growing up, like with like Nick at Night, Mm -hmm. and uh, and like watching I Love Lucy as a child, and like really loving like a lot of that stuff, and then also like the. like, I, I don't think I really watched too much of like the 70s, uh, sitcoms and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I guess I watched a little bit of Brady Bunch as a kid too, but, um, the, uh, but like Malcolm in the Middle was like my elementary school show. Like I fucking loved Malcolm in the Middle. So like mm-hmm. when, like watching, I was really, I really liked the, um, the funness of WandaVision going through all these eras of, um, of the, um, like the, the 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 concept of the sitcom, mm-hmm. and uh, and I really liked uh, watching the making of it was really cool because the way they did Bewitched and the Dick Van Dyke Show and all of those early episodes, they did it with the strings and the wires and like they they used they the her magic and her powers and whatnot. They used like very practical effects and stayed away from the CGI mm-hmm. to um to do a lot of that stuff. And I thought that was cool. I thought they were, the the commitment to the bit. I really appreciated that, their uh, their commitment to trying to uh, to do it. And also, like, apparently the way they did it, because they shot it like um, they shot it kind of like they would shoot um, one of those shows. So they shot it in front of a live audience and they um, and they would turn around these sets every week, too. Mm -hmm. So they were like remaking the sets every week and like not just like and then turning it around and making a whole new show for a live audience every week until I guess the later ones, when it started, when they switched to the, the single camera, um, uh, style of, of doing stuff when it started getting into like this, the, the 80s and nineties, um, sitcoms. But I really, really liked how they did the, um, the one division. And then like the style of how they set the show up. And I, I appreciated just the, the desperation that she was in, that she like, ex- they did a, a good job explaining exactly how desperate coming back to life and vision, not being there. Mm-hmm. Like in knowing like I mean, what she said in 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 Doctor Strange, like I exploded my the love like my love's head for nothing. Like that would fuck you up. That yeah. would fuck you up. Imagine the last thing you did before you just blink back into existence is murder the love of your life and see how it didn't mean a thing you did the hardest thing you could ever do and then you watch some big purple monster undo what you just did and then do it again
1: yeah did the live through the horror twice
2: fuck dude it's fucked
1: it is fucked okay no
2: one would be okay no one would be okay after
1: that one more thing before we jump into the movie uh so the end of wandavision we see the dark hold and i mm-hmm. and i'm like okay this is uh very important this is definitely popped up uh before and I, I had to think about it i'm like damn the dark hold that was definitely in agents of shield because I, I, I watch yeah. agents of shield so I, I was curious and i had to look up like okay, like where else is the dark hold popped up and it's only been uh, in WandaVision, right? And obviously Doctor Strange. But then uh, before that, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then it popped up in Runaways, which I never watched. Oh, so I
2: never watched Runaways either.
1: Yeah. So a quick uh, breakdown in Runaways, uh, Morgan LeFay tried to bring the Dark Dimension to the Earth plane with the Dark Hold. Um, that didn't work out. So that was um, one time. And then in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you see the Dark Hold, but then it gets taken to hell by S.H.I.E.L.D. and Ghost Rider. And then that was the last time we saw or heard of it until now, which is uh, pr- pretty crazy to think about when you realize how powerful that book and those spells actually are.
2: Yeah, it's fucked. I uh, it also love I love that the Darkhold just just part of me that like grew up watching Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. I love that the Darkhold was part of this this movie just based on the book from Evil Dead being like, like and Sam and Raimi doing all of them. I love that a book was still the center of all the fucking the corruption and, mm-hmm. and 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 necrotic shit in the world. I love that Sam Raimi got to do a fucking Marvel movie and still make the bad guy book.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he definitely did a lot of like, you know, familiar stuff when when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, you know, his movies. But OK, l- let's finally jump into it and I'm yes, let's jump into it. Yeah. Right? And, and help me along the way, because I'm just going to try to guide this based off memory. I watched this yesterday and I've done a lot of things since then. But like I mentioned earlier, the, the the movie opens up with them in the a gap junction, which is like the, the, the place in between universes. I guess
2: um, all universes have a way to get into the gap junction or something.
1: Yeah. And we see uh, America Chavez and defender. Doctor Strange, right? That's the the outfit that he's wearing. You know, it's um, if you see him from the defenders, that's
2: that's, that's sick. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So so you see that and I just assume right as I'm watching it, I'm like, OK, cool. Like it's been a minute since we've seen him. So maybe he just has like an outfit change. Right. And then mm-hmm. they're being chased by this demon covered in runes and there's this struggle right they're trying to get to the book of ashanti and he's trying to contain the the beast and he tells america he's like yo like i need to take your powers like you can't contain it and she's kind of realizing oh shit like this is the guy that i thought was going to help me but he's trying to do what this monster is doing like they're trying to capture me and steal my powers and at that moment i kind of was like okay this isn't our doctor strange because he He's a good guy. He wouldn't do that. That's like what I was like processing at that moment. But I I thought it was really interesting because I was like, okay, is this them like foreshadowing? Like, is she gonna have to sacrifice herself to to save everybody? But I was like, all right, whatever. I'll I'll tuck that in the back and we'll figure out how this plays out. And you see him get like you know impaled, which is like
3: impaled
2: in a Marvel movie. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, all we see it multiple times, but it, it's like wow, yeah. they, they're actually taking these kills to another level because sometimes they would do stuff like off screen, you'd see just them fall over or whatever. But this time, we're seeing blood and just these crazy deaths, and I was like, okay, this is this is wild, and and it's crazy, right? So you, you see him get impaled, and then uh, America's tribe is like, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna try to get the book and figure this out. And as she goes, she gets captured. Uh, by the the beast, and she's about to get wrecked. but then uh, you you see her um activate her powers, right? And she opens the portal, which is the shape of the the star. The star. And, and and it's crazy because I didn't <laughs> watching it, I didn't realize like, you know, I, I saw like, you know, obviously Dr. Strange like float in with her, but I didn't think they were gonna end up in the same place um until obviously like a couple things later where mm-hmm. where it, it gets revealed. But um just that opening scene, I'm like, okay, this movie's gonna be badass. Just seeing Dr. Strange get killed. And obviously we get to see America's travels like powers like right away, which was cool because it wasn't one of those mm-hmm. things where uh, it's like this long build up and you can see her for like two seconds at the end of the movie, it's, it's just this thing that's kind of, you know, uh, popping in and out throughout the film, which that was pretty cool because she's um, we learned that she doesn't have full control over her powers yet.
2: Yeah, no, I. Uh, yeah, dude, pretty visceral opening scene movie was all pretty visceral. And that's why I think it'll, it might be pretty easy for us to go through it. Because it was so, um, it was so imprinting.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like while you're describing the whole thing, I was just watching it again. Like only saw it once, and I, I could I could picture literally that entire opening scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even went through the confusion thing, like the, are oh, you speaking fucking Spanish. Um, like uh, given I knew I was in the right theater, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I uh, yeah it was it was very sick opening scene. I was pretty shocked that they violently killed him like that um but yeah and then um say i'm trying to think is the next the next thing is dr strange getting ready to go to the uh he's getting he like ties his tie Mm -hmm. and is going to a wedding and he sits down and i didn't know if he was at a wedding or a funeral for a second too um and then he has that conversation with one of his colleagues and they both kind of realize that they like he says something like i haven't seen you around he's like well when you get blipped out for five years um and he has that conversation with his colleague where he's like well you know me too and while i was gone i lost my cats and uh and do you say you lost like a brother too mm-hmm. or something yeah his brother yeah and you realize like how much like even the people who got blipped out like like so much shit can change for you while you're gone like and then you realize that oh shit, they're at christine's wedding and this is what him getting flipped out has led to is christine finding somebody else and getting married i do uh and then his colleague also asked him like so this was the only way to do this right like and you got to wonder how many people in dr strange's life asked him that like it must be like the most common question he gets all the time is like this was really the only way we could have done this like This way that has caused so much pain and suffering like still to this day like i mean it caused all the events of falcon and winter soldier as well um which um i really i thought that that conversation with him was really cool and uh yeah it was pretty it was immediately a bummer to watch christine walking down the aisle and realizing that that uh strange isn't the guy
1: it pissed me off that the his his former colleague was like oh um he's just like uh you know uh like one of the best superheroes in the world uh, you know best surgeon in the world but still couldn't get the girl and i'm just like damn dude like yeah. why Why do you have the go i to,
2: the, I forgot he twisted the knife like that Yeah, with what the a, low
1: blows what a and, what a fucking and it's just like, dude, okay, like, would you rather have been blipped back in and been able to continue your life? And I get it. You know, it, it was a hard decision for Dr. Strange because imagine he's the one that had to bear the weight of seeing every outcome, right? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. He saw everyone die. He saw himself die. And the yes,
3: outcome
2: he chose was him dying.
1: Yeah him dying to save everybody he knew that he knew he he
2: he was one of the ones who gets blipped
1: yeah and he he, he's yeah he wasn't some selfish guy who's like all right you're all gonna get blipped out i'm still gonna be here and we're we're gonna figure it out it's like no he had to sacrifice himself and hope that everybody was able to play their part to make you know the one outcome that he saw you know come to fruition so like i get why people um who don't really understand the situation fully would be mad at him but it's like dude chill like like give him a hug say thank you or something because without him nobody would be around
2: yeah but I do dude man oh the, the the thread in the whole movie that they did such a good job with and it starts with him saying you know best surgeon in the world best superhero in the world like and putting that weight on doctor strange for mm. what uh, you know making that decision like it was Strange's decision in infinity war that led to everything that happened in Endgame,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, like he knew fucking Natasha was gonna die. Yeah, like he knew he knew how all that shit was gonna play out. He knew how, all the people who were gonna be lost because of it. Um, he fucking probably he he knew Tony was gonna die.
1: Yeah, because well, remember Tony asked him. Tony was like he's yeah. like uh, uh, he asked him. He's like he's like is this like you know was this the right move? And uh, he told he's him he's like, like yeah. I, he's like I can't tell you, you know.
2: Yeah, because he didn't want he didn't he knew he knew what Tony was going to have to do and he couldn't he couldn't risk, you know, getting it in his head like Tony could maybe figure out a different because if Tony Stark knew going into it, he was going to have to sacrifice himself and to to live. He would have started trying to figure out a different way.
1: Yeah, which would have messed up the entire plan, which
2: would have messed up the whole plan, which he because he knows Tony. He knows he knows Mm -hmm. Tony's temperament just via probably watching every outcome that things went. I'm sure he saw outcomes where Tony, Tony Stark thinks he knows the best, the best solution and Tony Stark. Usually when he thinks he knows the best solution, he creates the biggest problem. Yeah, um, but uh, um, I really uh, I do. I like that because that that conversation he has with his colleague and then it immediately goes in that conversation with Christine, which I don't know if we've ever talked about the first Doctor Strange very much. And I was just I was just talking to our friend Jim Barron before uh, I got on here because we were talking about it. He's going to see it I think tomorrow, but we were talking about the first Doctor Strange because he's he says the first Doctor Strange is mids, and I happen to kind of agree mm-hmm. because of two things.
1: Okay, I'm curious.
2: They had. <laughs> they had uh, Rachel McAdams in the leading supporting role Mm -hmm. in the movie. And she was just a chick in a room. Mm
3: -hmm. She
2: didn't do anything. You had fucking Rachel McAdams in this movie and you just had her just stand there. Like that is such like they could have gotten any girl off the street, any young up and coming actress and given them the opportunity of a lifetime to be in a Marvel movie. Even if they're just standing in the room, it would have done so much for their career. And instead you got Rachel McAdams fucking powerhouse, mean girls, Rachel McAdams to be in this movie. And she does almost nothing. It doesn't even matter that she's really in it. She's just kind of helping the story along a little bit, hardly. And the fact that they didn't let her do anything in the movie really bummed me out. And then also, I like the villain of Casilius to a certain extent, but the fact that Mads Mikkelsen is almost always the best thing in any movie he's in. You've seen Rogue One. Mm -hmm. He's like the best thing in Rogue One for me, Okay, personally. He's like the best thing in Rogue One. Casino Royale, he's like the best thing in Casino Royale, and Daniel Craig's pretty fucking great in Casino Royale, but he's such a good villain. He's such a good villain. He's such a fucking weird looking guy. He is such a weird-looking guy. He has such a distinct face. He's so fucking intense. He's so intimidating. He can be so much, and he was just kind of there. He was just kind of—he's a bad guy. Ooh, it was like very, very disappointing to me. And I liked Doctor Strange. I liked the—or I thought that it was a good origin story. It really gave an idea. It explained a bunch of concepts that were brand new to everybody. You really when I went into that movie, came out of it understanding what the Sorcerer Supreme was understanding how these things worked, understanding the ancient one and all this different stuff. Um, and I thought Tilda Swinton was fine in it too. But, um, but that the fact that they had Mads Mikkelsen as a fucking villain and Rachel McAdams as a supporting role. And they basically just didn't add too much to it when I know that they are capable of being this incredible presence in other movies. And then Dr. Strange too. It's like, they heard me. <laughs> they knew what I had an issue with the first one and they were like, not this one in that first fucking scene that Rachel McAdams is in. She lines up the entire arc of the story. Like that conversation she has with strange. The first scene that she has any dialog in, she steer. She she starts the story on the path that it goes on. Mm -hmm. When she says that line to him like that, you always had to be the one who held who's holding the knife. Like, you always had to be the one who's holding the knife. Which I think, just for me, that line in particular, knowing my my criticism of the first movie, that they didn't do anything with Rachel McAdams. And it was almost like they were acknowledging the fact that in the first movie, they didn't let her do anything. Because Doctor Strange always had to be holding the knife. And she said, I always respected you for it, but I couldn't love you for it. And he says, how long you have that one in the holster for? And she said, quite some time. For me, that just... If that was all she did in the movie, I would have been like, fucking A. At least they gave her a fucking solid line. They started the story on where it goes. They started this arc of where his character ends up. And they let her have that. And instead, she does a lot more after that. (laughs) So, it's literally like they took my one criticism with the first movie, which is the underutilization of her. And not only did they give her the start of the story arc, they also like... They continue to use her in a in a good way. Oh,
1: my God. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. She in that conversation, she asks uh, him if he's happy, right?
2: Um, Yes. Sorry. I I'm realizing that Ashton's uh, phone is hooked up to her computer Mm -hmm. and uh, she's starting to get text messages. And I'm trying to figure out if I can mute them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's totally fine. Um, I uh, can faintly hear them beeping on your side, just coming through your mic, but it's not that big of a deal. It's not like um, going super loud. Um, okay. But uh, jumping back into uh, just real quick, uh, Dr. Strange, the first one, I enjoyed it because I'm a huge Dr. Strange fan. Um, the, my biggest gripe with it was that uh, Doramu, I felt like he was portrayed uh, very poorly, and I'm and I'm and uh, we'll definitely see him again uh, based off of the one of the post credit scenes from Doctor Strange too, uh, which I assume we'll see him again. But anyways, uh, Doctor Strange. I, I know there was talk uh, when um, Christine Palmer got introduced that she could, uh, you know, be her, you know, night nurse character. That's what everybody was kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hoping for. But I, I think for the amount of screen time that she ha- she had in Dr. Strange too that it, it still could be a possibility, right? Obviously, d- the next Doctor Strange will probably be a little more cosmic just depending on where they decide to I'm go. I'm thinking so. Um, but she, she she could still play a role. At least she didn't get like X out. She didn't really die or anything. She just seems to be uh, just another constant in like the Doctor Strange universe, right? Because like when you look at these movies, there's certain characters that are, are reoccurring that are in every movie. Uh, May not see them in the team up movies, but we all know that they're still there. So maybe she'll just continue to play that role. But yeah, that conversation, I definitely agree with you was, uh, you know, very powerful and definitely set the tone for what the movie was going to be like after that.
2: Yeah, no, I uh, sorry. I really I think. Okay. I think she 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 fixed
3: it. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: No problem. maybe not I don't know oh well we'll see yeah sorry we, I, just, we, we I, just don't wanna, I don't I don't want to I don't want to I'm, I'm thinking for the for the sake of uh anybody listening to this I don't want to be a, a dinger going through it's fine
1: them. like I said it, it wasn't Years. going like super loud so um it'll, it'll definitely be okay, manageable yeah. if it happens going forward
2: um but yeah so so next up is the you, the commotion and they all they all he, he goes down to hit the street and he gets that awesome fucking superhero jump out of the window
1: Yes, and he his little pocket square was his, his, his cape
2: was the Dude, I love the way he hides his cape, man. I think it's so fucking sick.
1: Yeah. And that's like uh, that's when I started to, to realize, like, oh, shit, these are the scenes from the trailer, right? Because I, I was waiting for the well, I thought like my favorite part of that was when he sent that buzzsaw to cut the bus in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said that was like, one of the coolest parts of that whole fight scene.
2: Yeah, no, dude. Well, just the casual way he goes about fighting is is so sick i i love i love the way he just kind of just calmly stands there he doesn't like run he doesn't really like he doesn't do like he he really stands his ground typically when he goes up against somebody i thought that was really cool
1: yeah and that was our our second glimpse of uh, America Travis because the the first time uh, we saw her it was with um, you know the other Doctor Strange and then I like that he's kind of puzzled because he was just like he said like, why does she look so familiar and he's, mm-hmm. he's trying to put it together he's like damn like where have I seen this person before but it was in his dream you know because obviously like after that whole first opening scene like it cuts to him waking up in bed and he's like oh it was a weird dream and, and we come to find out later that those uh, that dreams actually are more important than we think yes. And um I, I like when um obviously the in the midst of the fight, Wong shows up, which is always refreshing because he he's such a cool character. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, he, he, he possibly the most um uh, random times that we don't really expect, but he's always like very um you know helpful with his appearances.
2: Mm-hmm. I really I, I love Wong, dude. That dude he's that, that actor is fucking awesome. Um but yeah, that um that monster. So the monster that they're uh that they're fighting. I know it's not the same. Um, I know it's not the same monster from uh, God. Fucking Alexa's reminding me to change my cat litter right now. Um, <laughs> um, I know the monster's not the same one from Guardians, but it really reminded me of that interdimensional monster from uh, uh, Guardians Two
3: mm-hmm.
2: that they're fighting at the beginning, mm-hmm. and they say that that monster is capable of moving through dimensions and whatnot. Which I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Okay, Alexa, I'll take the trash out tonight. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I, I saw a lot of people. I'm um, thinking that it was uh, Shuma uh, Garath, but it's actually Gargantos, which is like uh, you know figured out because there was like a, a, a set of toys that came out and actually named the monster. Oh, really? Yeah,
2: yeah. I, actually, I remember you saying that uh, when we talked last about um, what, what one of the speculations you were having for. Doctor Strange and I'd never heard of uh, Shimagorath, Is that mm-hmm. the name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd never heard. And you were like, oh, and then it wasn't. So, <laughs> so maybe someday I'll find out.
3: <laughs> yeah, um,
1: and uh, yeah, my path with Shimagorath started because I played Marvel versus Capcom two, and that monster uh, okay. is in there. And then I was like, okay, cool. Like I never knew what this thing was. Um, but yeah, so that opening fight scene happens, and it was pretty cool because uh you get to see. And one thing that I thought was uh, kind of funny was it seemed like a lot of the civilians were so like desensitized, right? Because you see the wedding party come to the balcony and to watch. Yeah, they're oh, that's so cool. Not like shrieking in terror. They're just kind of still sipping their drinks, just enjoying Bro, the I fight didn't scene. Even
2: think about how fucked up that is. Yeah, that's so fucked up.
1: <laughs> yeah because they're so used to it right being in new york so much like yeah. you know fucked up things have happened from the battle of new york to now that everybody's just kind of yeah. like all right well here we go again
2: yeah th- th- you see that and you go are there aliens no it's just that okay right. yeah and no I'll- reason to take a break no reason to even i'm not even gonna punch out for this mm-hmm.
1: yeah and it, it, was, it was cool to see dr strange use some spells that we haven't seen before because like the, the way uh he actually ended up killing uh gargantos was like you know casting that spell to see those floating hands grab that like light-, yeah. light pole I thought that was like pretty cool. I was like, oh, he's definitely been working on his craft and pulling out uh, a variety of spells except for like the same basic ones we've seen.
2: Dude, my entire theater groaned when it got mm-hmm. fucking stabbed in the eye. Yeah. And then the eye falls out. It was so fucking gross looking. Mm-hmm. My like the whole theater was like, oh like everybody was like grossed out by it. It was it was awesome. I was Sam Raimi. Fantastic job, man!
1: Yeah. And I'm just curious. They didn't really show the cleanup, but like does like Wong just had a portal to take the, the body away or like, or is this the um, uh, who was a uh, uh, vulture working for? I've, I've read the name of the company in Spider-Man. Where, yeah, where they do all the cleanup. Um, but, but it's like, yeah, it's like, here we go again. Like another alien, you know, foreign yeah, being what do you
2: like, do? With, <laughs> what do you do with interdimensional bio waste? Like that seems like something you need to discard of. Carefully, uh-huh.
1: yeah, it's pretty interesting. But then from there, what it, it cuts to the the rooftop scene with Wong. Yeah,
2: they, yeah uh, she shows him uh, dead, dead Strange.
1: Yeah, because they don't. Uh, well, they're, they're kind of questioning her. They're like, "Oh, like how how do we mm-hmm. like you know, believe what you're saying is true?" And she's like, "Oh, here, look at this." And then she just ha- she just has the Defender Strange just dead, and then. Uh, it, it was pretty interesting how he he just decided to to bury himself, and he kind of had that line. He's like, "Oh, he's like, he's like, don't worry, like I've buried worse." And it was like, "Wait, <laughs> buried worse? That's literally yourself from another uh, universe. Like, what else have you buried that could be worse?" That, that just had me kind of puzzled. I'm like, "Oh, this guy is really crazy. That we we just don't really think about how like evil he can be."
2: Yeah, that show was great. Um, and then from there, I'm trying to think: Do they go to? Do they I, go to Carmitage next.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they, they they're talking about how they can uh, try to protect her, and uh, they're trying to seek out help because they're like, all right, but we're getting all all, all these things, and we, we need to uh, hit somebody up. Because and then they they realize that on like those mo- yeah, they, they realize okay. on those monsters um that they're runes, and, and they're like, all right, like I, I I know a person, and that's where we see uh you know uh, Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch have their their first interaction where. Uh, it was pretty intense because I didn't really think it was going to get that crazy that fast. I, th- uh-huh. I thought it was going to be a, a little more peaceful, but that conversation was uh, pretty wild.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I was not thinking that she was going to be the bad guy. I'm sure you knew because you're a fucking spoiler guy reading <laughs> everything beforehand. But I did not know that. And I fucking couldn't believe they got there in the first 10 minutes of the movie.
1: You know, <clears throat> funny enough, I didn't read any spoilers for this movie. No shit. No Finally. shit. Yeah, the first Finally. one. the First, the first one
2: the same, the same way. Yeah. But so, yeah, so you didn't know based on the previews, it makes it look like they're allies.
1: That they're fighting some greater evil. Yeah. hmm
2: No. Yeah.
1: No. It's like surprise. It's just like yeah. It, it it hit me when she said America Chavez's name and
2: oh, see I am I, I'm, I'm, I like Wanda I argued for her in my head I went oh well she can like read minds and shit and like she gets in people's heads like maybe she just knew her name and then she when she said I didn't say her name did I I went oh you bitch I was like I was even like defending you in my head uh-huh. like like just now like I heard you say it and I was like oh no I'm sure there's a way she knew like but then part of me was saying like did he say her name no no but no 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 and then she fucking is evil and i was like god damn
3: it
1: yeah because you see him he just kind of like takes a step back and he's not like Mm -hmm. you know right next to her anymore and he realizes that oh shit like you're the one that's like after her putting all the the, the hexes on those monsters and she's trying to and and this is where like i kind of enjoy the conversation because they're kind of having this back and forth where he's Trying to tell her like, yo, like um, what you're trying to do is nothing different than what our enemies have done in the past. And then she's arguing that he's a, he's a hypocrite for, you know, giving the, the reality, or excuse me, the, the, timestone time stone to, to Thanos. And it, it, there's like this weird, like, you know, like moral standoff. And I just didn't agree with uh Scarlet Witch I I don't think Dr. Strange was a hypocrite right because he he did what he did to to save everybody it was like a necessary evil but like he saw like like the big picture it wasn't you know that move wasn't gonna uh it's not like he was siding with Thanos he, he had to do this to enable the um events uh, you know following after to happen to to basically get the win but for what she was trying to do is she was trying to sacrifice one kid for her, her happiness which i thought was very selfish
2: but she sees what he did specifically as giving thanos the tool that he needed to bring back vision mm-hmm. and do it again and kill him again like that's like directly like you can draw a direct line from him handing thanos time stone to thanos turning back time bringing vision back only to rip Visions thing out of his head and who there's even a part of me that thinks that maybe in Dr. Strange's order of events that he saw when he gave Thanos the time stone, if in that order of events, Scarlet, Witch didn't kill vision.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like if maybe he had known that that factor was going to happen that could have been one of those unforeseen lines that like could have been different because if that stone's gone thanos isn't able to do the whole thing
1: kind of because okay wait and and this is jumping ahead but when he's still
2: he's still ultra powerful he's still got you
1: know, yeah, because when, when you look, you
2: still got four of them. When, when, when you jump to
1: yeah, because when you jump forward in the movie and you we get to, you know, eight, three, eight. And, uh, you know, y- you see what they had to do to kill Thanos. There's that there's that image of them. And um, I had a, a get better vision of this through like a, a, a breakdown because obviously I was watching in real time. So I couldn't like pause it and, and watch. But there's that scene where um, Thanos is, is, is dead and you see that he has only uh the the four stones. he doesn't have vision stone but he was still able to do so much without it so some people are like oh did vision live where is he like what's going on but um they still had to go to drastic lengths to 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 defeat him so um I just think that uh, maybe
2: maybe maybe this is the way they lost less people
1: yeah because because either way people are going to die right but yeah. it's like, uh, do you want to die and have us all survive? Right? Obviously, I'm um, uh, uh, there's going to be some loss yeah. of life, but for yeah, that's the, the-
2: that's true. That's true because if Thanos, if Thanos doesn't, if because when Thanos snaps out half the universe, that does get brought back.
3: Mm-hmm. He leaves. Yeah.
2: If Thanos doesn't snap out half the universe, he he stays, and he keeps fighting.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: and he he he'll he'll try to take that half the universe by any means so i I'm, I'm just curious so yeah you're right you're right i think if 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 he doesn't if if it's it's not Wanda's is not wrong to blame strange mm-hmm. but strange also i mean the amount of people who would have been killed and couldn't be brought back would have been would have been astronomical if Thanos doesn't doesn't get that stone and get the easy the easy win. Mm -hmm. Because if he takes the hard win it's forever. When he takes that easy win they're able to bring half of the people back.
3: Exactly. Yeah
2: you're right. You're right, but she's also not wrong. (laughs) Or at least she's wrong but it's understandable.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll 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 take that because um I because okay if the shoe on the other foot right if I was Scarlet Witch I would totally do what she's
3: doing.
2: Yeah, I mean that's when uh my my coworker uh, Kelly who I talked to about all these movies, uh, she went and saw it with her family yesterday, and she said like, like halfway through the movie when she's on the rampage, uh, Kelly said her mom looked at her and said if anything happened to you girls, I would have done, I would do the same thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she was like, mom, are you serious? Like, yeah,
3: absolutely. Actually, yes.
2: I'm, I'm going to so go,
1: like, go speak to the devil and get all these dark yeah. powers and, you know, be able to uh, fight to get you back.
2: Yeah. So, uh, so I feel it. Um,
1: yeah. But, but yeah, man, but dude, the- yeah yeah, the the reveal was insane because um it's awesome because first of all my question was like where the fuck are they (laughs) because everything is just red and desolated and you're just like this is like like how did dr strange even find her that that was like really trippy to me but when you saw her updated costume I don't know if you noticed, like right at like the neckline, there was like um, like this cutout, which looked like it would fit the the Mind Stone that Vision had, which I thought was really, really like a like a cool touch it was like kind of like, you know, just like paying tribute to.
2: Oh, that's sick. I didn't notice that. I thought her fucking costume looked great, though.
1: Yeah, I loved um, that design because like all the other ones I thought were just like super cheesy and just kind of whack. Um, mm-hmm. But this one, I was like, OK, this one feels like Scarlet Witch. She- she's badass. Yeah.
2: Well, and that was the thing. It was like so much of her costumes looked like, oh, they're trying to ground her in reality.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They're trying to ground her in reality. I get it. I get it. I get it. And then in WandaVision, we got to see the classic Scarlet Witch costume yeah, that she wears so for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I thought that was awesome. And then this one was like the, oh, she now understands what she is. She's seen what she is because she's seen now. She's gotten the visions of the Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. and she knows what she's supposed to look like. And now she's manifesting this look because this is the prophecy mm-hmm. of her, which is uh, so sick, so sick.
3: Yeah.
1: And I, I thought it was kind of funny that she was like, uh, you know, you have till sundown to, to turn her in. And I'm like, why, why is she waiting till sundown? Like, what's the significance of that? It just reminded me like some like old, like Western film. Right. And we're going to have, it's our,
2: very, uh, very Wizard of Oz. Uh,
1: it's funny that you say that because uh, I, I was watching this breakdown and they're like, you could compare this movie to Wizard of Oz. And they, they showed all the comparisons, like, you know, going back and forth. And I'm like, wow, that really makes so much sense. Like this is uh, kind of spot on. It's pretty interesting.
2: That's amazing. That's awesome. I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Raimi did a bunch of a bunch of fun things with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, is the next scene the the assault that she yeah, brings? Yeah, you,
1: you, you see uh, them cut back to Carmitage, and then you realize, like, okay, like Doctor Strange is definitely not turning her in. Like, we gotta um, uh, you know, prepare and then you see uh, everybody getting ready and then you even see the um, people from Hong Kong and London portal in, which was like a, a, a cool callback, uh, and and this is like this ongoing thing throughout the movie. But and you see them uh, bow to the Sorcerer Supreme, right? And Wong is trying to tell Doctor Strange, like, "Yo, it's tradition," and he's just kind of looking at him like, "You're you're crazy. I'm not bound to you." Um, and then you know, the, you know, obviously that uh, stays there for, for the rest of the movie. But it, it was pretty wild because like the whole time I'm thinking, like, wow, all these you know, trainees are preparing to fight and defend the whole conversation against Scarlet, Witch is like, this isn't smart. I, I-, I wish that <laughs> Dr. Strange and Wong had some better foresight uh, because uh, I-, I felt like there was just a lot of unnecessary loss of life. I felt oh, maybe, wow. they- maybe they could have just portaled to somewhere else. Like, yeah, Scarlet, Witch knew that they're in conversation, right? But it's like, dude, they had their sling yes. rings. They could have gone anywhere else, but they decided to stay and fight it out. and, if it wasn't for that one weak ass soldier, they would have been yep. okay. Which was like, I was like, please, I was like, nobody fold, nobody fold, right? And because dude,
2: when when she starts zapping and the shields are up, and then she just starts looking, I was like, oh, this is so scary. This is so scary. I would be so terrified. Like, mm-hmm. I, like if I'm if I'm doing this thing and I'm defending against you, and you're attacking, and we're holding, and I'm like, okay, okay, we got this. And then you just stop and just start looking at us fuck that dude fuck that
3: yeah
1: you're
2: getting in my head too you're getting in my head too cuz i'm thinking what is she looking at
1: yeah what I, is she doing i would be like don't pick me don't pick me <laughs> i'd be yes, holding the don't pick- <laughs> <laughs> yeah cuz yeah, that,
0: that
2: that was fucking awesome oh dude the way she just comes out from behind them too yeah
1: super creepy the, oh, like another dude. cool like horror element
2: all the projection stuff that she does in the movie, it just looked so creepy, so scary, so cool. Oh God, yeah, she just says run. Yeah, that's
1: all she had to say was run. She didn't try to scream in his ear or do anything. All she said was run, <sighs> and that fool that took off, and it, their whole defense just collapsed after that. <sighs> it was so bad.
2: Dude, and she just scorched earth, man. She fucks them up.
1: You know, I, I thought they had a chance again when that character uh, Sarah brought out the, the the cannon. They just like mm-hmm. teleported the, the 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 cannons in. I'm like, okay, cool, this is like gonna work. <laughs> but then those quick, things
2: were cool as fuck looking too. Yeah,
1: but then quickly you kind of realize like, oh, this is it's still Scarlet Witch. Those cannons ain't doing shit against her.
2: Yeah, she's gonna pick one up and throw it at the other one, and that's that's the end.
1: Yeah, and that that one scene where. Um, you realize like, holy shit, Like Scarlet Witch is like brutal is where it, it's like a shot, like the angles, like the guy on the ground crawling in like agony and then Scarlet Witch like lands and she just, just zaps him, right? Just disintegrates <sighs> and you can look at that at two ways, like her being really evil, just wanting to disintegrate or the- her
2: putting something out of their misery. Yeah, like.
1: exactly. So it's just like, which way do you want to take it? And it's kind of like left you- for you to decide.
2: There's so many just burned out bodies. This is fucking horrifying
1: yeah and then when you see her walking through Carmitage and you see the rubble and how much destruction she caused you're just like "Geez, like this was like just filled with like a bunch of soldiers and like weapons it was and- like
2: a few minutes
1: yeah <laughs> it was pretty crazy
2: like within a few minutes she just devastates the place oh that part was sick and then so they're they're barricaded in and then she starts using the she starts dropping people through the the ground using the reflections. oh yeah
1: yeah yeah because uh, dr strange locked her in a portal because he's trying to like buy time for them to to get out and yeah i don't know how, how she realized that she could use the reflections but that was uh, pretty crazy because yeah the, the the one guy got pulled and dr strange was like she's using the reflections so they all started like covering the reflections and one of my favorite scenes because um you know uh uh, America Travis, she goes to cover it and she sees like the eyes or whatever. Um, and then she, when she breaks out of the, the, the mirror and it's like the girl from the ring, like how no, she's all, she,
2: she broke out of a gong.
1: Oh, was it a gong? Okay. I thought it was the mirror. Um, she
2: comes out of a gong, but yeah, no, she looked like the girl from the ring. Yeah. It she's was like fucking yeah, sick. Dude. All like
1: contorted and just like Ugh. weird looking. I was like, this is crazy. Cause it, that just seemed really dark. And I was like, this is it badass. was so
2: scary looking. It was so cool. God, it was so sick. Yeah, and uh,
1: this is the first time where I'm like, okay, it's going to be over or we're going to get a cameo from somebody bad. So that was honestly something I was waiting for for the whole time that I was like, I was mm-hmm. like, please, like Sam Wilson with, with your new like <laughs> ability, somebody, c- c- I was thinking who is like a talk guy going to pop up? Like, who's going to help? Um, that was the first time I thought it was going to happen because they, they, they're backed into a corner. I thought they were going to get caught. But this is where you realize like, okay, uh, uh, America Chavez is going to kind of take them where they need to go for the first time. But also, this is where like the panic set in. Like, holy shit! Like, Wong got left behind because. Yep. Uh, America Chavez is getting like you know her power sucked out of her, which I, I was kind of wondering like, does she like does she gain it all back when the you know the sucking stops, or does she or is she like a little weaker? But but the portal opens and Doctor Strange is smart enough to like, all right, I got to tackle her through to to save her from getting caught, and that's how the group gets split.
2: Yeah, no, I uh, I'll say this. The, almost the entire time, I wasn't hoping for a cameo because any cameo, I knew she would just kill him.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree. Because the whole time, I was I was racking my brain. I'm like, who could show up and help put up a fight? And literally yeah. nobody.
3: Nope. Nobody. They just get killed. Yeah, isn't that um,
1: crazy? Like, yeah, nobody could come up and like
2: help. It,
3: it, it's yeah. crazy. The
2: vision could could help. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's the only person who could possibly help. Like no one's talking her out of this. Um, but yeah, no, it was fucking sick. I, uh, the, um, yeah, and then they get pulled through. That's when they go through all the different, uh,
1: like universes.
2: Universes. That was that part was sick. Um, the music changed. That was one of the things my coworker pointed out. Was every universe had its different music. The music kept shifting, mm-hmm. and the sounds were really different everywhere they went um, those were really cool. I'm sure there's like, I, I haven't watched any of the breakdown videos. I'm sure every single one of those universes had a significance. Uh, and I can't,
1: I watched some of them and it's all like speculative, like nobody really uh, knows, okay. but I'm um, gotcha. real quick on the music. Uh, I didn't realize that it was done by uh, Danny Elfman until after the fact.
2: Oh yeah. I remember seeing his mm-hmm. name now.
1: Yeah.
3: So Um,
2: yeah, it was, uh, it was good. And it was also a cool, uh, cool marvel movie with not too much uh pop culture like pop music Mm -hmm. in it like they didn't they didn't um they didn't rely heavy on that it was a big score um like uh a movie that i i I thought that was cool um but yeah then they end up uh, landing in that final that final universe
1: which yeah it's a 838
2: which eight were, three eight, okay i couldn't remember
1: which number it was mm-hmm. yeah it was a eight eight. and i would have been just like doctor strange thinking uh, thinking that the rules of my universe applies everywhere else cuz when they were uh, down on the street uh, he was about to walk on green but yeah re- but realize like, like oh
2: we we walk on red here
1: <laughs> yeah which was like kind of funny and and it, it was funny, too, with um, it seemed like America Child was messing with him because uh, she was like kind of telling him about the rules. She only got to two rules, whatever. But when she shows up with the the pizza balls and she was like, yeah, I'm, in most universes, food's free. Like, I don't know why they charge in yours.
2: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> but <laughs> that was, you know, you know, my ass was fucking yelling for that part. I was the only one in the theater when she said that one. I went Yes, yes. That's like, fuck yes and then it turns out it's not free there either
1: yeah and then uh, i didn't realize after the fact who the pizza balls guy was oh uh,
2: yeah it's bruce campbell
1: yeah which i was like oh because um it, it hit me uh, at the second post-credits scene which we'll get to which I was like, oh shit i was like i was like i know who that is but i'm um, in the beginning i it, i was just like so focused on trying to keep up with the story that it, it didn't even hit me that it was him
2: as soon as it as soon as it, i heard his voice i was like oh of course fucking sam raimi had to fucking squeeze this motherfucker in here
3: mm-hmm.
2: um but yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. OK, so we're coming up on the only part of the movie that I went to pee during. Um, oh wow! OK, because uh, I'm trying to think. So do how do they end up caught?
1: So they're they're talking um, and, and eating cheese balls and they're, they're trying to figure out how to get back to, to Wong because like their focus is Wong and then and they,
2: they go to look. They go to the the um, the,
1: the, the sanctum because they're like the we sanctum. need to find yeah, the other other me because the other him was mm-hmm. the dead the, the defender strange yeah. so this one's like yeah we need to find the other other me then they show up to the sanctum they discover the strange statu- is dead. <laughs> yeah they they discover the statue they're like oh he um, you know, uh, uh, gave his life to defeating Thanos Mordo comes out and he tells uh American Travis he's just like yo like this guy wanted to kill me in my universe so just be be prepared but then it's all love he's like hugging him he's like brother like you told me that this day would come that I'm uh the other you would would come to, to 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 meet me like come in come in so they go um into the sanctum and he explains his story about how they're being chased and they need to uh save uh, you know th- themselves uh, save America Travis from Scarlet Witch, but come to find out that uh, they got dosed. They drank this tea um, that was made with the sands of Nisanti, which mm-hmm. disables um, you know sorcery for um, a-, a certain amount of time. So that's when you realize, like, holy shit, Mordo's still evil. Even in this universe, he's not. He's not a good guy. Well,
2: well no, he's not evil. He's just doing what Strange <laughs> told him to do. He's doing what Strange would have done.
1: Uh, you think so? Okay, hold on. I, I we'll, we'll we'll get to that. So, uh, so, so so that's how they get caught. So that the, the, then it cuts to them in the box. And then that's where you see the reveal of you know um there Christine, uh, which I was I was kind of surprised. I was like, damn, she she showed up at the, this like Baxter building, and uh, but it also kind of showed me like, yeah, she definitely l- loves him because for her to stick around and still be a part of like this whole thing, like. Like, even if in his world in 616, she won't admit it like it's there.
2: Oh, yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, I, 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 I think it's the same. I think that he had the same. Uh, I, I saw a funny meme that was uh, it was a picture of uh, Dr. Strange and Christine, and it said uh, in every in every universe. Uh, Dr. Strange has no bitches and um and I, I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I think in every universe, he's the one who had to hold the knife and she could respect him for it, but she couldn't love him for it. And I think that's the issue that um, and that's where where you say you say strange wouldn't have told Mordo to do that. I think that every other strange is different than our strange.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Every other strange is different than the 616 strange and the 616 strange is just uniquely uh, able to learn from his mistakes. Whereas most of the other strangers always think they have the right answer. And given it might be the fact that our strange is getting this masterclass and what all the other strangers do wrong,
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> that he's able to remember that he is, in, he's fallible. But um, I think, I think, I think Mordo Clearly was trained by strange and would have distrusted the situation. And also because they put together that council or whatever, he would have immediately thought like, well, I've got to bring this to the council and I've got to bring this to, to them to, to figure out what the right path is for this, because one person shouldn't make these decisions. And that's what, that's what their strange realized before that he, he passed was that one person shouldn't be trying to do all this alone. It should be a collective effort which is every universe is dealing with their the repercussions of something that their strange saw as the right thing to do after it was too late
1: <laughs> now uh, skipping ahead just a little bit um we'll get to mm-hmm. the that cancel talk in a second but did i just drink our strange's kool-aid because there was that scene where he is just like you you know tried to kill me in my universe did you plot to give uh, you know your strange the dark hold just so you could get my spot on the council like you're like you know you're still evil i i don't remember the exact conversation because i I saw the movie yesterday and i don't have the script but do you remember that scene where he's Mm -hmm. going at him that's exactly
2: what he says
1: so i i took that to be real that mordo did all that to get rid of strange he kind of set him up
2: I don't think so. I think he was just goading Mordo off of the 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 thing because Mm -hmm. he couldn't do anything to him while he was up there. Mm -hmm. He was trying to get Mordo mad. He was trying to get Mordo down. Okay, because he, I think, because that was because there's also a moment where Strange realizes that he can't he can't bargain with Mordo. Yeah, so he's going to goad him instead
1: okay. See, see, and this is me writing for our strange, right? So I'm like, yeah, he's telling the truth. Like, like you, you got the, your strange killed. No, okay. I think that Mordo okay. was
2: good. And I think that Mordo was good because different circumstances happened in his universe mm-hmm. to True. not pull him down a dark path. Because um, it's, 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 it's just all love. It's all love when he sees that strange, he doesn't kill him.
1: Yeah. Because he easily could have just offed him when he did the, t- the, the, the tea. Yeah.
2: He could have just killed him and to- and not told anybody that either of them showed up.
3: Mm-hmm. If he was
2: if he was really evil, but mm-hmm. he wanted to figure out the best thing to do because he's still respected and he has love for his strength.
1: Okay, got it. See, now that makes more sense because the whole mm-hmm. time I was thinking, no, he was secretly evil. I'm like and
2: <laughs> and and if you, yo, your best friend dies and you're trying to carry forth his fucking his ideas and his designs and and do right by him. And then this other version of him is sitting here calling into question your loyalty, your friendship, your love for this guy. Mm-hmm. You're going to go fist fight this motherfucker.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> it, it's, you know, it, it's, it, it works. <laughs> it's eight, eight, three, eight versus everybody else. You know, you, yeah. you can't trust anybody from any other universe. Okay. All right. So cutting back to them being captured and then you, you, you see uh, Dr doctor. This Trang- is when I peed. So Dr. Strange is questioning. No, no, um, they're already captured. So he, he's talking to, no, to Christine. When, when, oh. he's,
2: when he's in the, when he's in the, when they wake up in the, in the cubes, that's when I peed.
1: Oh, so you didn't see the conversation with him and Christine. He, he was, he was. I
2: saw the end of it. I saw where, oh. say, where they said, where they said the 616 and one and 838 or whatever. I okay. saw that part.
1: Yeah. Cause he, he's questioning her like, like, oh, like, like, well, what are you going to do to us? And he's trying to bargain with her. He's like, Hey, like, you know, this is the, this is the real situation. Like, cool. Like, you know um like about other universes because that's what she's in charge of like you know monitoring like um the events of like uh, you know people coming in and out and he's like yo like I'm trying to tell you like you need to let us out because we're gonna uh try to save this kid and you guys can't stop the Scarlet Witch and then he's questioning like like what is this are you guys shield uh the Avengers is this Hydra and then Mordo steps in is like no like this is like the Illuminati and he's like the Illuminati what (laughs) and and that's when I'm like, holy shit, it's actually going down. Because cutting, yeah, cutting back, insane. dude, cutting back to the Super Bowl trailer, right? Remember when I had hit you up? I'm like, dude, did you see the trailer where that's where they showed that, that shot of um, Dr. Mm-hmm. Strange down. And then you hear the voice of uh, Patrick, um, was his name, uh, Patrick Stewart. And you're like, holy shit, it's happening. Like, finally, it's happening. And then that's when I started to get amped up. I'm like, this is it. Because you see him walking through with the, the Ultron Sentry soldiers. And you're like, we're actually going to see it. Like, this is actually about to go down. And when he's there kind of talking and it's the, the, the first um, action, right. You see, I'm um, uh, captain Britain's shield get thrown. And I was like, dude, this is like, like for anybody who didn't watch what if I'm like, I, I kind of feel bad. Cause I felt like so many things like made sense yeah. because I, I, I watched what if. um. So when, when you see, um you know, captain Carter, uh, I was like, that's crazy and they like introduce her like oh the, the first avenger and then i automatically started thinking like oh who else is an avenger in this universe because if uh, she is the leader that's uh, cool but I-, I wonder who else she recruited and then as they went down the line i was blown away because
2: Yeah, i couldn't believe they brought back the guy who played black bolt in that,
1: humans that's i got so excited because dude After that Inhumans debacle, they just scrubbed Inhumans, right? But for them to have the same actor and to have him look that badass up there. He looked great. I was so excited. I'm like, okay, cool. At least they're open to talking about Inhumans like on such a big scale again that I was Mm -hmm. like, it it had me so, so they, they made, they made him look so badass. Like, this is so sick. He
2: looked, he looked great. They really fucked it up because he actually like in in Inhumans, I didn't think he was too bad in it. Mm Mm-hmm. The show sucked. Yeah, but I didn't think that he was too bad in it,
3: but maybe he that's why probably, they brought him back because he... he was
2: probably one of the best parts of it. And the most frustrating thing is that fucking dude from Game of Thrones Ramsey Bolton in it wasn't that great in it. Mm-hmm. And he's amazing in everything he's in. Yeah, so it was very frustrating watching that show and and, and feeling like it was a sci-fi original. But like a bad one.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then it goes down right to Captain Marvel, which was like, oh, it's a Maria Rambeau. And you're like, oh, cool. Like, that was like highly speculated. So I wasn't too surprised by that. Mm-hmm. But then when Mordo introduces the next verse, he's like, oh, this is the smartest man in the. And before he can even say universe, I'm like, is this really fucking happening? And then you see. I,
2: them- I couldn't fucking believe it. Dude,
1: that. when the portal opens and it's John Krasinski, I'm like, he really got casted as fucking Reed Richards. Holy shit. And I was like like i just couldn't believe that it, it was real i'm like this is fucking so sick I, I was so pumped up and they start like explaining you know to dr strange like yo like you're the problem right like you know you cause all this shit like you literally killed off an entire universe because of um you know your dealings with the dark hold and then i'm um, I, I don't remember exactly at what point of the conversation but then they kind of, you know, introduce like, oh, and here's like the last, or they said like the sixth member or whatever. And then in comes wheeling, like, you know, Professor X. And, uh, I, I don't know if you caught it, but this was like, he used the same color scheme as, uh, the nineties cartoon, like with like the yellow yeah. wheelchair, the, mm-hmm. the green suit. And like as he's wheeling in, like you can faintly hear the X-Men theme. And I'm just like, this is fucking badass. This is so sick because I, I, I love the X-Men and, and the fact that like we're going to get an X-Men Marvel Studios movie. This is like something I've wanted for a really long time. It just got me so pumped. And then when you see him like roll in and like introduce himself, you're like, this is actually happening. The fucking Illuminati's there, there, uh, Black Bolt, which I still cannot believe. And then even just seeing Reed Richards, I, w- I was just completely blown away at that whole scene and just them interacting with Doctor Strange. It was just this like mind blowing thing because that was like the first time since Dave acquired Fox where we get to see these interactions hmm so it, it was like for me uh uh like this like crazy moment but uh I, I'm, I'm just curious about it. as this is all unfolding like, like what are you thinking
2: bro i was losing my fucking mind i was being i was being so obnoxious <laughs> um a uh, big su- surprise sky's blue and water's wet and i was obnoxious um but uh when fucking when krasinski shows up i was like
3: i was like yo what the fuck? fuck
2: and then uh when uh so i knew patrick stewart was in it because somebody at fucking work let it slip because i haven't watched any of the previews Mm -hmm. since like i didn't even see that one where you talked about hearing patrick stewart's voice i still was i was i was off previews at that point i was like i don't care to see anything more i'm just going to see the movie and i don't want anything more more given to me um and then but i had somebody tell me like they saw like the x wheelchair or whatever and i was like i was like oh fuck that's that's pretty fucking cool. All right. Mm-hmm. And then when that happened, I was like, yo, this is how they're fucking giving us this right now. Like, oh, I was, I was, I was fucking blown away, man. I was so, I was thrilled. I was, I was absolutely, and that's my, that was the moment where I was like, I'm reading a fucking comic book right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, I turned the page and all these characters just showed up. Like, I had no idea these characters were showing up. And then I turned the page and then this happened. Like that was the point where I was like, damn, this one, this is that that was the point where that movie really felt like Spider-Man did to me. Mm -hmm. And I got I had that wonder, that feeling of wonder that uh, that I go to these movies to feel.
1: (laughs) And in that conversation, you hear John Krasinski uh, use this word incursion, which is like this reoccurring Mm -hmm. word throughout the film. And then you kind of realize like, okay, this is definitely how they're going to fold in like the mutants with this incursion where, uh, you know, two universes are, uh, you know, collide and obviously like one has to lose. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that 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 was interesting because it was always the big question. Like, how are they going to bring mutants in? Because this shit has been going on for so long. Or are they just going to randomly appear? It's like, no, now we're going to have these universes collide and then we're going to fold into one new universe. Yep. Um, so uh, that made me There's happy. G-
2: I think there's going to be where they say like there's an incursion and one universe destroys the other one or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's going to be an incursion and they're going to save both. Okay. I think that's what's going to happen is there's going to be an incursion and there's going to be a situation where rather than lose one of them, they're just going to become one. And that's how we're going to end up with this incorporation of all of the things together.
1: So that that happens and it was like this holy shit moment gets interrupted by Scarlet, which showing up. Right. And she's, she's,
2: she starts to fuck everybody up. But as,
1: Oh no, we, um,
2: before that, uh, she takes the body.
1: Oh, okay. I'm, hold on, I'm sorry. I, I'm skipping around. I, I can't believe it
2: was fucked up.
1: I can't believe that they had to reveal because he, he, uh, uh, Steven strange ass. He's like, yo, like what's up with the memorial statue? Like what are you talking about? And they're like, yo, like we got to tell you what really happened. And then uh, Professor X shows Stephen Strange. He was like, hey, like Black Bolt. Yeah, he was like, hey, you, you know, took uh, upon the dark hold You killed off this other entire universe, and um you uh, used those powers to help defeat Thanos. But you killed off an entire universe. Like we have to. Um, you know, off you like we can't just let you like you know be about uh you know after doing something so heinous. So they, I, I don't know why they chose Black bull because I, I think any other person could have killed him, but maybe that was the easiest way. But he just whispers, "I'm sorry," and just annihilates Doctor Strange, which is
3: fucking
2: awesome, dude, which
1: which is crazy. Um, and then you kind of realize, like, holy shit, they they're just like the normal Illuminati. They're lying to the general public about what's really going on. and You're like, huh, that's. That's um, strange how that works out, this, uh, you know, uh, secret group that's like, you know, pulling the veil over everybody's eyes. Um, but then you're right. And then it cuts to um, and then it cuts to uh, 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 Scarlet Witch. She's she's dreamwalking. Yeah.
2: Well, Wong Wong takes her to the place where the Darkhold was transcribed. From. Yeah, when they realize gore. those those monsters come come out, they think they're going to have to fight them. Then they just bow to Scarlet Witch. She realizes that, oh, this isn't this isn't a fucking like altar, this is a throne and mm-hmm. then uh and then she she reads the fucking runes and dream walks into her fucking body which dude me and ashton were talking about afterwards like how fucking cool that scene is and how fucking scary it was
1: because mm-hmm. it, so like, <clears throat> it was like it was like like super like voyeuristic with like her just kind of creeping through the house like watching the 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 family and um you know eight through eight scarlet which could sense that something was there and
2: it, and it was off mm-hmm. Um, she looks at the coffee cup and it's like an ocean.
1: Yeah, that was that, that was, part was pretty crazy.
2: So fucking cool. And then all the pictures start looking that part fucking creeped me out too. That part was awesome. But I
1: thought it was awesome. Like when uh, Scarlet Witch, you know, completes the, the dream walk and takes over the a three eight Scarlet Witch's body. And then she looks at the camera. She breaks the fourth wall and you're kind of like, oh, shit. Like she, she knows we're here. <laughs> and then she just kind of goes about and you're like, that's pretty
2: insane. Yeah, dude. It, Raimi did so many fucking classic, like classic Raimi things during during the movie. And I feel like that was one of them. Um, dude, the way, though, talking about like just the filmmaking for that scene too. I really like the camera work with, with when she is getting taken. The way the camera would like fall with her. Mm-hmm. The way like she would like stumble and like the camera would stumble with her. And like the way it was like, like, it was so disorienting. It was so cool. I really, ah, dude, I was just, I was so impressed with the way the movie visually stimulated you and like made you like, um, like you're um, we're, we 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 have been watching bits and pieces of the, uh, the Tony Hawk documentary on HBO um, in the morning before I leave for work. And Ashton was making fun of me because we were watching it. And I was like, I was like, moving in my seat like watching skateboarding like I, I I couldn't help it and I felt like that was like a thing this movie did was like it made me like like move like you're playing like Mario Kart or something like you like like the the camera would shift and you feel yourself like leaning with it and I thought I ah, it was so cool anytime a movie can make you like actually change your composure like uh is is it, it was so cool it was and that's like that's just good filmmaking that's good camera work like that's just visually um, stimulating to the point where it's physically stimulating. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I, I watched it
1: in a 4DX theater, so it actually you know forced that on you. So <laughs> so, sure. so it felt like you yeah you were like oh like okay this is what they wanted. <laughs> we're, we're we're shifting all over. Um, it's pretty crazy. I'm
2: sure. Yeah, I know, dude, I can't imagine that movie in 3D. I would have probably thrown up.
1: No, no, it's it's 40x. So 40. Yeah. So like, yeah. It, it's just like I it, it was getting so crazy that like I had to hold my cup down in the cup holder because it was like the rumblings and everything was so intense. It was pretty wild.
2: So wait, 40x is that 3D with?
1: No, like n- no, no 3D. It's, it's just like trying to no throw 3D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like the 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 seats are on like a dry thing, so they move, and then like there's like um like uh, they'll like spray water on you and stuff at certain points. So like when they were like getting uh, you know we're getting there, but like when they're getting chased by Scarlet Witch under the those tunnels, like there was like yeah. water, like I'm not, I'm not even kidding, big water droplets coming down on <laughs> me. Like I'm, I was pissed off. I was like I hate this. I never want to do this again. I think that might be the last that's, time.
2: That's so fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was pretty annoying, but but. You know try, they try to bring you into the experience
2: <laughs> bro jamie your life is fucking incredible um god damn it uh i've never done i've never been with you i think there's we have one theater here that does uh does that at um the mall i think the theater that's at the mall has the 4DX thing you i thought i once. thought when the 40x i thought it was 3d with Oh no, no, no! Other shit. No, I, I can't do that because uh, I, I I
1: get motion sickness, so I I, I couldn't I get sleepy. Oh, we're sleepy. That's weird.
2: 3D makes me sleepy. The last 3D movie I saw, I went and saw um when they did all of the Star Wars movies in 3D. Okay. Um, or all the OG or like the um the not the OG the um the prequel uh, in mm-hmm. 3D. We went and saw Phantom Menace in 3D, and I fell asleep during my favorite part of the movie.
1: Dang, so it, it takes a toll on you then.
2: Yeah, like I was like the, my favorite part of the movie in this because it's so dark. Mm-hmm. The 3D glasses make everything so dark. So I just like was like just couldn't keep my eyes open. I just nodded off during the Starfighter scene. That's like my favorite scene in the movie. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, yeah. So she she takes the body. She shows up at the Illuminati and they decide that they've got this
1: and before we get to the 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 the, the big fight scene right um uh, black bolt uh captain marvel uh, uh captain Britain, and uh, uh reed richards uh mr fantastic they, they all run off right so that leaves professor x and mordo and i i don't know why but i teared up at that point when professor x started cheering on doctor strange he was like yo like you um gotta you know go find the book of ashanti you left a waypoint like it's there for you and then he says this quote that it stuck out to me for some reason and, and i went and looked it up and found out that he said this quote in days of future past to himself like um professor professor x said it to the james mcavoy version like the younger version of himself he said just because someone stumbles and loses their way doesn't mean they're lost forever and that hit me so hard because he saw what his doctor strange did Mm -hmm. but he believes in the words that he says right like that he
2: also can he also can see the doctor strange in front of him Mm -hmm. for the person he is yes like that's the my one of my favorite things about professor x is professor x immediately knows your heart yeah he can see it
1: So he he said that quote, and I don't know. I just started tearing up. I was just like, dude, this is so fucking. Days of
2: Future Past fucking rocks.
1: Best X Men movie to this day.
2: It's fucking awesome, dude. It's fantastic. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, I fucking agree. I fucking agree. I love First Class too. Mm -hmm. I love First Class, but fucking Days of Future Past is fucking incredible, dude. Just the 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 Magneto Professor X storyline that they weave in First Class and days of future past mm-hmm. and um and x-men apocalypse to a certain extent even though god damn it that movie could have been so much better than it was um the magneto storyline is still phenomenal
1: yeah
2: Fastbender yeah, did an
1: movies. amazing job
2: michael Fastbender, dude also one of the greatest looking guys ever
3: yeah um, bring him back please
2: is, fuck, dude oh please please if they're going to if they're going to bring x-men in I I'm fucking fine with McAvoy coming back. Mm-hmm. I am fucking more than fine with Fassbender coming back. I would love that. Yeah, I think those are th- so just much. give me those
1: two, right? And, and, and anybody Anyb- else that I could... Any,
2: anybody else can be recast. The dude who played beast was pretty good.
1: He, yeah, he was but, awesome.
2: But I kind of rather like a, like a bulkier, a, a
1: yeah. bulkier beast. Be I get a, it. Yeah, a,
2: like a chubbier beast, uh, like a shorter beast. Um, but um, But yeah, all all X X movie aside, um, I didn't realize that line was that that line was also in that one. That's that's fucking awesome. Raimi did a fantastic job.
1: Yeah, that was such a good callback. And it and it made me happy, too, because that whole time he's getting persecuted. And I'm like, are they really going to kill him off? Like, are they not going to let him, you know, proceed? But then it's just like, okay, it's like, it seemed like the whole council was against him, except for P- Professor X. He had the one person that was cheering him on. And that was enough for me to be like, all right, hell yeah. Like, it, it's not all bad, right?
2: Yeah, no, dude. And fucking, uh, so then the next thing is the fight scene and Jesus Christ, dude. Oh
1: my God. I That is some
2: of the most gruesome shit Marvel's ever done. And
1: and, and this is okay. And, and, and you got to think, right? The, that team all together couldn't, uh, you know, uh, take out, uh, Thanos, uh, they needed the, the dark hole to like, all right, like this whole team, like, you know, it had to be like some of the strongest to survive. Cool. Um, but then you look at the Scarlet, Witch. she comes in and just annihilates all of them, like super easy. And okay. So first off black bolt, that, that was, Probably like I during the whole fight scene, I still couldn't get over what had happened to Black Bolt because I'm me on me either. I, me either. I'm on this high, hell yeah, Black Bolt's here and humans are back. And I'm like, he's gonna kick her ass. Like, we're gonna get to see. Because w- when he flies in and you see like his, like his, like his, like, his, like you know, little wing suit and stuff, and I'm like, yeah. dude, this is so badass. And they're all so cocky because they don't realize how strong Scarlet Witch actually is. And, he, uh, you know, and well,
2: because their Wanda might not have been that powerful
1: oh i i don't know maybe who knows well definitely not because she didn't have she didn't have the or take the powers of the dark hold so she was still like a little more tame yeah Um, their
2: wanda must not have been that powerful their wanda hadn't unlocked her thing also their wanda just had a family that she loved
1: yeah she she was she was just chilling but when reed richards is explaining to him like black bull could kill you with like a whisper. Or, or like with his mouth or whatever. And then uh, she's with like, what mouth? And then it cuts back to black Bulls and his mouth is gone. Like, it, like it reminded you of the matrix. Um, it, his mouth was gone and you're like, Oh crap. Like, I guess Blackwell's just had to sit this one out. And then he starts to freak out because his mouth's gone. And then you realize he starts screaming internally and his head just implodes. And you're just like, holy shit his like, the, his
2: fucking brains out yeah dude.
1: like blood out of his nose his eyes are like bulged and his head caved in and then like you can see like the side of his mask like allegedly like the his brain spilled over to like the side of his mask and you're like this is brutal and it, and it unreal. just unreal and it just doesn't stop like like we haven't seen mutants killing like you know uh mutants like that in any movie like nothing that brutal like, no. like even when you think to like Deadpool, that's like rated R. Like you, you don't see anything like that.
2: Yeah, it was pretty fucked up. I and then God, dude, the way she fucking like spaghetti squashes fucking uh, Reed Richards, dude. Like dude,
1: she like pops his head like a pimple.
2: She just shreds him.
1: Yeah, she she like shreds his whole body, but then gets to his head and just like boop, and just like what the hell's
2: going yeah. on? And that was fucking gross.
1: I, I wish we could have at least seen a little more Reed Richards. Because like, okay, Me like w- we got to see Black Bolt's power and what he could do, but we didn't get to really see him stretch too much or do anything uh, that crazy. Uh, but yeah, he got destroyed really fast. And then all that's left is uh, Captain Britain and Captain Marvel. And I'm like, all right, like for sure. Captain Britain's not going to do shit because she's just a super soldier. I was like, I was like, Captain Marvel's got this. Like, it, it, it'll be a, a, a crazy fight. But they still same thing. They both get destroyed, and Captain Marvel gets cut in. Or I see, not Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Britain gets cut it in half, and fucked up. That was pretty brutal because she was, uh, you know, she, she had the the, the cool callback. Yeah, she had the cool callback. Call back the you know the Captain America I could line. Do this all day. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was cool. Um, but then nope, she just gets cut right in half with her own shields and you're like, yep, that vibranium will do that.
2: And, yeah, dude, that was and then and then Captain Marvel gets crushed by the big statue. Yeah,
1: she gets like okay, and what what I thought was kinda of interesting, I I was trying to figure out like when they were kind of like uh, you know, uh in each other's face in the air, spinning, and was it Scarlet Witch like kind of like took off Captain Marvel's mask? Because it seemed like she was like pulling her mask off. Um, it was like disintegrating type oh yeah which I was like does that like weaken her or what's going on with that no
2: I think that was kind of like showing you like oh this is like they're like going through a thing and this it's like destroying the material Mm -hmm. like because they're 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 locked in it so hard I don't know that part was gnarly it is is also one of those things where it's like it's like we're kind of connected to these characters because you know like Black Bolt we know about Black Bolt even if you hate it in humans you're still like aware of the character and his tragedy and all this stuff and and you know everybody knows reed richards and everybody you know we understand what captain britain is even if you hadn't seen what if you can like understand that like oh it's just you know this is just an alternate version where peggy carter got the serum and blah 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 and she probably had a lot of the same life experiences as um as steve and like still has like that tragic story and yada yada and oh you know um uh, Maria Rambo, like obviously she went through the t- same thing. Carol Dan, it's just her instead of Carol mm-hmm. that this happened to, and she probably going had the same horrible time with the Cree and uh, and whatnot. And these are fucking nobodies to Wanda. She has no idea who any <laughs> of these people are. She doesn't fucking care. She's just going to kill them.
1: Yeah, because she's she's still just hyper focused on just getting and America these Chavez. Are
2: no one to her these yeah. people are fucking no her. there's something in her way and she's just gonna fucking kill them and she does she takes two, two of them out as quickly as fucking possible
1: yeah and am i wrong did she do that whole thing barefoot because i think so yeah she just showed up and i don't think she was wearing shoes and i was just like because she just flew from her house right? i remember her, her kids yep. were sleeping and she's like all right cool like, I'm i'm heading to the baxter foundation i'm gonna you know take what's mine and uh, you know, as like the, those whole fights, you know, taking place, um, you know, Dr. Strange is trying to talk to Mordo. He's just like, Hey, like, I got to get to the Book of Ashanti, like, cast your vote, cast your vote. And he, um, you know, eventually casts his vote to, to kill Dr. Strange. And that's where he is smart with his words and gets him to get frustrated and come down and fight him. And I thought when they fell to like the lower level that we were going to get some badass a daredevil hallway fight scene because it was so, you know, close quarters, but wasn't that good of a fight scene. Doctor Strange ends up.
3: Yo, uh, you think I so? Liked it. You think I so? Liked
2: it. Well, no, because these are two guys who the most martial arts they know is like the the aspects of the magic they do is like similar to a martial art. Okay. Like and you in in it's uh also I don't think I don't think the tea that uh that strange got was what took his uh sorcery away it was the cuffs
1: no no well the the, the cuffs had the sand in it that takes the oh the- okay yeah. that's what it is yes
2: okay see i missed that part because that was that was repeat. Okay. um but uh so but that dude when when strange is able to dis di, to di undo that the the cuff and i love that he had just just like fuck this I'm taking your magic away too, motherfucker. We're going to be in the same boat if I'm going to. I didn't catch that. Magic, that's why yeah. he did that.
1: I thought he did it yes. just so he can keep him close quarters. No, okay. he did it
2: so he could take more So then it's just them both fighting.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, see so them. Oh, He's fucking smart. Okay, He's see, yeah. Smart. Now, see, now I'm looking at a whole new thing. See, that's why I like doing this because where you're, you're catching things that I didn't catch. That's why he. And did that's
2: it. Wh- that's why I love that fight because it was two guys who aren't fucking physically trained, duking it out the best they can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Doctor Strange got the best of him. He used him as a springboard to get back up to, to the upper level, where Mordo couldn't get up, uh, you know, because he couldn't use magic and he couldn't do it on his own. So he was basically trapped down there, which was smart. And while while that's going on, you have uh, Christine and uh America Chavez and she's like hey I gotta get out of here like this shit's like uh, about to happen and she's Christine's frantically trying to type this unnecessary long code to open the the cage but computer gets taken over by a Scarlet Not Witch Wanda. um and they're like stressing out and she's I don't know Christine created this whole thing so she knew that the stupid fire extinguisher thing wasn't gonna break the glass but then you see uh, uh America's Travis gets frustrated so she punches it D- Dense the glass, she's like, Oh, shit I can do this. Like, like what's up? Um, but then a- a- at that point, I'm drawing a blank on what distracts Wanda from uh, from Xavier. Oh, no, you're right. Okay, yes, it-, it cuts to Professor X because he lagged behind because he gave Dr. Strange the little speech, and then he shows up and he gets in her mind and he tries to save her. Like he's like walking through like that, that white room through the doorway. And then he gets to her little rock hut. There's the TV playing the WandaVision episode one intro. And that, that made me sad because, um, she was, you know, trapped in her own mind and the, 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 the dark hole was basically, you know, running shop inside of her own mind. And you're just kind of like, damn, she's still in there. Like the Wanda that we know and like. But she's being controlled because she kind of succumbed to the to the Darkhold. Oh, know?
2: no, no, that wasn't. He was talking to the Wanda from that universe.
1: So I mix that up.
2: Yeah, he was talking to the Wanda whose body was being taken over. He was trying to get her to take back control oh, of
1: her body. OK, OK, got it.
2: And then while and then while he's talking to her, dude, that part was fucking terrifying. She looked so fucking scary.
1: Yeah because well it came, when she uh when she yeah because ra- w- when the the, <sighs> the evil wanted showed show because you saw the 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 red smoke the
2: red smoke coming in yeah
1: and i didn't yeah and, and then once again another brutal killing right
2: unreal brutal killing dude.
1: She, she just snaps his neck and then it cuts to present day and then you and see him slump skin
2: was her skin was all gray and scary looking oh she was so scary looking but, it's so good yeah but her the, nails her nails were like all gnarly and claw like her claw like uh so good
1: yeah that was a, a dev bummer because mm-hmm. he, here we go again a, another person that we were so stoked to see on screen just gets yep. offed like nothing Bam. um and then it cuts to um, america chavez and christine running but then they see this shadow you know from the distance and they're scared because they don't know what's coming around the corner <laughs> and then it, it come to find out is dr strange running right past him trying to find them and then he kind of cuts back and that's how they kind of like you know join up again which i thought was like holy shit like they're all here and he's trying to tell christine like hey you got to trust me and she's like oh that's what like the other dr strange said and, and then uh, luckily, uh, America Chavez like kind of speaks um, and she's like, no, like this guy, this one's different. And and then she kind of believes America because America's seen all these different Dr. Stranges through like all these different universes, which I thought was cool. I- I'm happy that she spoke up and kind of, uh, you know, showed Christine that he wasn't just like all the other Dr. Stranges.
2: Yeah, dude, that that the, I really liked the story of this of this Dr. Strange movie. Like I heard somebody complaining about the plot The plot is sound (laughs) Mm -hmm. like it has the the plot is very sound. It is a very is a very explanatory journey of an arrogant man becoming like more becoming humble.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because he gets this unique perspective. He gets to see the outcome of his own life in other universes if he would have made different choices, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether it if, be- he had,
2: if he had if he had taken help, if he had trusted that other people are capable of of doing of doing the thing. Also, if he had known that it, and, and, the, and the thing is, here's the thing. Maybe our Doctor Strange, even in that first in even in the first uh Avengers or in, in Infinity War, um, was maybe the only strange willing to trust that someone else is capable of doing the thing, of handling he the did scalpel because he did it when he he did it when he when he gave the time stone over. He said, All right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna trust that everybody else is gonna do what they're supposed to do, even though I'm making the decision now. Mm-hmm. I'm now trusting that everyone else is going to be able to do it. And this is him being like, you know what? I don't need to make the decision. I can decide that we can all do this together. And I think this, it's, it's, if, especially if we're getting to maybe another shot at a Defenders situation in the Marvel Universe, we're getting to another situation where Doctor Strange is going to be more of a team player than he's ever been before where he doesn't need to be the quarterback, mm. he can, he can be the running back too.
1: I like just these constant interactions with Christine. Cause obviously that's, that's the, you know, for, for now the, the love of his life and mm-hmm. he's constantly thinking about her and even when he, even when they got captured, I'm not sure if you saw this point, or you were in the bathroom at this point, but he asked her like, Oh, like, um, like what are we like in this universe mm-hmm. and and she just like tells him like, oh, like, you know, like, I don't know. And then he's just like, yeah. he kind of realizes like, oh, like we once again, I, she said she,
2: she says we never figured that out.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's just like one of those things like, damn, it's just another, you know, missed opportunity. Didn't get to tell her how he really felt. And in every
2: in every universe, Dr. Strange has no bitches.
1: <laughs> yeah, just like that. meme that you saw um and I, 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 I like that because uh, it, and it's just like the the what if story, right? He travels you know so far to try to um you know find his love you know because obviously like in all these different instances she dies but he's trying so hard to prevent her death but every little thing that he does she she dies like like no matter what and to me it just feels like he's not not intentionally chasing this love but he's getting put in these circumstances where he's questioning like what if he did something different right and obviously he was gone for those five years. Um, but before the, he blipped, you know, he, he was mean to her. He didn't really appreciate her the way that he should have. Um, and th- that's something that I found was really interesting because he's just getting, you know, like I said, he's getting like this unique perspective of his own life uh, because not all of us get to travel the, the universes.
2: And, you know, even like like this movie, like putting into perspective the first Doctor Strange, it almost makes me kind of glad I had the issues I had with the first Doctor Strange okay. with the sidelining of Christine as a character because I think that it makes this movie make even more sense that Christine was sidelined because that's what he does. Yeah, He's so focused on his own success and getting his own like abilities back and doing these things for himself because he's so selfish in a lot of ways that and- he does just ignore the relationships in his life.
1: And am I crazy? I, I was watching this breakdown, and they said to this day, Doctor Strange still can't use his hands. That's why there's that scene of um, his tie getting tied. He's using magic.
2: Oh shit! You might be right. He might still have like a de- a problem with the dexterity
1: yeah but but or whatever uh, but i think about it I'm like yeah i haven't really <laughs> he's he's normally flying around you know yeah anything I mean, anything he's doing with his yeah. hands is
2: all like motions and shit so um,
1: I, I was just kind of tripping out about that because i i thought about it, I'm like, oh is that true
2: i did just think about this because i can't remember if we've talked about this before um with the what if series uh but the dr strange one in particular um and i've never read the book i think it's i, I can't remember if it's orwell or not but uh, but I loved the movie when I was a kid. Did you ever see The Time Machine with Guy Pierce?
1: No, I never watched
2: it. Bro, you should watch The Time Machine sometime. It's fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's very much that, um, like, given it's, they're not ripping off the movie, they're probably ripping off the book. But that Doctor Strange story and What If is The Time Machine.
1: Interesting. Okay.
2: It's, it's the premise of The Time Machine. It's pretty sick. It's pretty. It's pretty sick, and it also like kind of comes to an almost similar conclusion, but a little different. But I, I highly recommend. It. And Guy Pearce is fucking great in it. Um, mm. I can't remember anybody else who's in it because I was like real young when I saw it. I want to say I saw it in theaters like the nineties or something, or maybe the early two thousands. I can't remember now how old I was when I saw it, but I really liked it. And it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty intriguing um, and interesting uh, story. Um, but yeah, back to the movie. So okay, here's. Here's the one one of the issues I have with the movie. Okay, one of the sole issues I have with the movie that chase through the pipe, okay, the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Why'd they stop?
1: When they close the door and she didn't break through immediately.
2: Yeah, they 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 stop and they wait for it for a second. I don't remember why they stop.
1: I think that's why they stopped is because she didn't break through immediately. So I think they were all just puzzled, like what's going on. Okay, and that's when you know like you see like the slow motion and then it cuts to America travels and she's like, where'd she go? And then there's the jump scare. And I think it was just to set that up. If I'm okay.
2: Okay. Cause that was the thing I was, I was like, I was like, wait, why did they fucking stop running? Keep fucking running?
1: Yeah, I would. And then
2: that's when he collapses the thing and they kind of get away a little bit
1: more. Yeah. He's just like Wanda. He's like, he's like, if you're still in there, like, I hope you can swim. And then, you know, cause he's talking to the one from, you know, the one that Mm -hmm. got taken over, um, which I was like, okay, that that's cool. And then that's when they get to the door where that's uh you know uh the the door to the gap junction and he does his little uh you know spell to try to open it doesn't open it and he realizes like oh it, there's like a special lock to it and that's where i'm like oh shit christine never stopped caring because she had the watch that she gave him as a gift, mm-hmm. um, even after uh, you know he got into that accident, because you know in that universe he yep. still gets in the accident and hurts his hands, mm-hmm. she kept his watch and she was like, "Here, like I, I th- like I think this is it." And then sure enough, that watch that, that she gave him is the the key to unlock this door to go to the Gap Junction in between all the universes, which is crazy to me. One little that watch. Was
2: neat. They uh, they did a really good job of making this story pretty fucking continuous from the first movie.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, that part was cool. And then they get down there, and then why they waste so much time going to the book, man? Well, I
1: think it um, because it,
2: <sighs> they were looking at that book for so long before he picked it up, man.
1: Well, ma- okay, I'm thinking uh, America's Travis is probably nervous because she's like, I've been here before, I-, I know how this might play out. And then Steven is probably just maybe just surprised that here's the book to, you know, save everything, but you know, it's typical movie shit, like, like,
2: typical movie shit, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm watching. I'm like, yeah, she's still chasing. You, it's dude.
1: like, I'd be talking and running towards that book. Cause if this isn't going to save, she's
2: still, she's still chasing you. Given. you're you gonna pick the book up. What do you know? What page it's on?
1: Yeah. You, you gotta like flip through it. Um, you gotta go to
2: the index first and figure out where you, yeah. Like, it's
1: just like, uh, but, uh, remember he, he can read books really fast. So
2: he can read books really fast. You're right. Um, But yeah, that was. uh, So then yeah, so then Wanda shows up. She snags. uh, She snags America, but then America makes the portal. Well, yeah. Did she force
1: her to use the portal? Because it seemed like she knew that when uh, America gets like scared or stressed that uh, she would open a portal.
2: I'm not sure because she was like, I'm sure because because I'm just now thinking I'm trying to figure out. So because when she uses the portal, how? how does fucking how does america get back to 616 now i'm Be, trying to think
1: because she she opens two portals because remember she she uh she opens the portal kicks christine and dr strange through closes it and then opens the portal to um wonder gore where her normal body is and wong remember wong mm-hmm. uh, well she doesn't know wong's there because she, she kicked wong off the cliff and thought he died but, um, but yeah, didn't see a body though, knew he wasn't yeah, dead. We, we didn't see the body. Um, so, uh, so she throws a, a America through the portal and then she just releases the, the dreamwalk spell.
2: Oh, uh, okay. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then that one that goes, fuck my kids and then
1: fucking <laughs> that's it. Fuck my kids. But I'm just like, I'm barefoot. I'm covered in oil and blood. What the hell? Like, it, it just seems she <laughs> just, it seemed normal.
2: She looked so fucking scary when she was chasing them through with the red fucking eyes and the yeah. blood and oil all over her. Like it was so fucking cool. Um, so, yeah, so then they, I guess that's the part I don't, I don't really understand is how America was able to, or how Wanda was able to send them through um, how, how she was able to specifically get back because America seemed to be so out of control when it came to her powers.
1: True, yeah. Or see, yeah. That's where it gets squirrely for me too, because um, I don't. This is the
2: thing we're only seeing the movie once. I'm like kind of like fuzzy right there with that yeah, part.
1: Yeah, because 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 at that point she doesn't know how to use her powers. She only mm-hmm. um, you know, does it when she gets scared. Um, but maybe with Wanda holding her and you know having yeah. some of the essence, she she knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing possibly. I can think of. That that's only possibly th- that's the only thing that makes sense Woo. to me.
2: We're gonna say that, and if somebody uh, if somebody has an issue with it, they'll 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 tell us. What yeah, deal with it.
1: Correct us if we're wrong. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. But um, but at that point, I'm just kind of like, okay, this is now we're on, we're on a clock because you see, uh, uh, America get put on that um, that like sacrificial table thing, mm-hmm. and she starts to get her power sucked. But at this time, I'm like, okay, now I got to s- suspend a little bit of disbelief because. I imagine that spell not going to take that long to suck her power out, but then it cuts to Strange and Christine in this like you know dark desolate universe, and they, then they play out that whole part. So I'm trying. Okay, all right. Let me just imagine that this is you know that spell is taking way longer than it should because they're trying to find. Uh, you know, they're in this universe now. So they're like, all right, maybe we got to find the other, other strange. Cause there's, you know, that's like their beacon, right? They always got to get to the sanctum yeah. to try to figure out what's going on. And, um, it, it was a little creepy, right? They, they, they show up and there's like that scene where you see, like it, it kind of looks up and you see like a figure kind of like walk away from like the window from the top of the sanctum. Yeah. So, you know, you're like, okay, there's some sort of some version of Dr. Strange up there, but like, what kind of version is he going to uh, walk into? And sure enough, he he goes up like for some reason, Christine stays outside. I don't know why she just uh, waited outside. I, I probably went with him. But he walks up and then uh, he finds just like this dark version of, of himself. You know, longer beard uh, has the dark hold at his waist. And you're like, holy shit, this is not going to be a friendly. This guy's up to no good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, Doctor stranger realizes he's like, okay, he's like, I need to get the dark hold to, to get back to where, uh, uh, America Chavez is to, to save her before she gets killed. And then, uh, were you a fan of that fight scene with the, the, the music notes, the
2: music notes? Um, I thought it was funny. hmm I thought it was funny. I, uh, I'm going to assume like. If like for big Doctor Strange heads, that must be something like from a comic, like the fighting with the, the, the music notes and whatnot. Um, but it was extremely like visually stimulating. I will say that like the way they made it all look mm-hmm. was very like. Very, um, I don't know, intricate and interesting to like watch happen. But it was pretty uh pretty fantastical yeah very uh very uh dungeons and dragons this movie was very dungeons and dragons
1: yeah it, it was an interesting take because obviously like we've seen the spell battles we've seen the fist fights so for them to go at it with like you know the score i, I thought it was it was pretty interesting um maybe I, I would enjoy it more if i watched it again so i, I could you know pick up on things that i missed the first time
2: yeah, no, I thought it was definitely an interesting way to fight because also, I mean, you're looking at Strange fighting Strange. How does this go? Yeah, it's creative. That's how it's going to have to go.
1: Yeah, and I, I always want to back the home team, so I, I always want to assume that we have the best Doctor Strange, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, n- n- we're, we're never too sure. But he eventually gets a, a hold of the Darkhold, and then he sends uh, that Doctor Strange, uh, which. <sighs> Yeah, he he sends him out the Does window. He him. Yeah, he he sends him out the window, into uh, getting impaled again. So uh, he gets impaled again, just like the first movie or me, the the first fight scene. Um, and Christine kind of like looks over, like what the hell? Because I think she's trying to figure out if that's um, you know, her sic- her guy or yeah, yeah, if it's the one that they Justin can or the one that she was with. And then like his like third eye opens up, which is like pretty creepy. And come to find out that Doctor Strange is gonna use the dark hold to, to dream walk to save uh, America Travis and Christine asked him and and uh, first of all she's pissed off that he's using dark hold she's like you're just like the other one blah 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 and he's like no just trust mm-hmm. me and she's like well isn't there like doesn't have to be a doctrine in, in that universe for you to dream walk and he's like yeah he's like don't worry like I, I got this figured out and then that's where you're like oh shit he buried himself in the very beginning yeah I, he I n- said he
2: says he doesn't have to be alive <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I never like I I never even thought that that guy was going to come back into play, but that was uh, like super that was cool. Insane. And then there's like a rule that you can't, you know, uh, dream walk, you know, um, into like someone who's who's dead, like, you know, any dead person. So that's why he tells Christine, like, hey, like, you got to fight. Or he's like, you got to watch my back. Like um, the, the the souls of the damned are, are, are coming for me. And she's like, what are you talking about? and then he's like he's like like j- just watch my body and then sure enough he he goes and, and he i like in theory i didn't think that the zombie dr strange was going to look cool but when he started fighting off those demons and then he got them to like you know form like those wings or whatever wings? i thought he looked so sick i was like this is he
2: fucking awesome i was dude. like this is badass it looks so fucking sick, and I realize now like they were framing that as like that was the bad guy in the previews.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because because the whole time I thought he was gonna end up meeting that evil Doctor Strange and that he was gonna have to fight himself. Because yeah, because um, one thing uh, in one of the trailers there was this dialogue between him and Mordo, and he was talking about he's like, "There's consequences for i um, you know you messing with the multiverse," which I come to find I didn't even happen in the movie. So it was just like a trailer thing, something mm-hmm. that they cut out. Um, they love
2: doing that
1: shit, dude. Yeah. So yeah, no, in my mind too, I thought that was going to be like the final boss was going to be himself. Um, turns out it wasn't. Um, but there, there's a cool thing when the, the souls actually, you know, came out of his body to to, you know, hurt like the actual Dr. Strange, that weapon that Christine used, uh, that was the same weapon that was in Dr. Strange one that he tried using on uh, the the villain that you hate. But Casillas, yeah, because remember Casillas asked him, he's like, do you even know how to use that thing? And Doctor Strange was like, no, and he like kind of throws it at him. Uh, but then you realize, like, if he knew how to use it, it would have been a real threat because the way Christine used it and yeah. killed off those demons, it was pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, that part was fucking badass. That's awesome. I didn't realize that was a callback to the first one. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, dude. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. And um, and, and then she, she was a trooper, too, because she she, she.
2: she Again, they, they used her.
1: Yes. <laughs> <in this movie.
3: laughs> Yeah. I was fucking thrilled, dude.
1: Yeah, she she killed off these crazy demons, which was uh, you know uh, awesome. And then uh, Dark Change was able to use them to his advantage because I'm um, just like uh, Wong said that uh, you, you know like you're not able to use uh, sorcery up on that mountain. So for him to be able to you know take advantage of the souls and have them carry him up there to get to uh, Wanda to to stop her from you know stealing uh, America Travis's powers, I thought that was pretty cool
2: yeah no it was really cool I, I i thought they um the way like just the determination that he had at the end to just like not be beat was really was was really cool i um i thought that was i thought it was awesome watching him go through like well fuck well i gotta figure this out okay i gotta figure this out okay i gotta figure this out just watching him like problem solve on the fly like it's very Dungeons and Dragons. It's very Dungeons And, Dragons.
1: and I, I like when uh, he was flying in and, um, you know, Wong was climbing back up and Wong was helping him. And then mm-hmm. and then Wong finally gets back on the cliff and him and Doctor Strange acknowledge each other. And he's like, I'm not even going to ask.
2: I was <laughs> dude Wong sends that fucking that blade thing on the string straight up through the jaw of that that monster and then it just falls yeah, just, off. Yeah, just that toppled was- over thick looking
1: yeah but but wong definitely he, he's just so funny just, he, i don't know i don't know how they write those one-liners for him so perfectly because like yeah you know, it just fits like he he just said that one line had me dying and then they just you know continued to try to save america and i, I thought that was uh you know just really funny
2: yeah I, um yeah that part was cool fuck i'm trying to think and then he he six all the all the demons on on wanda at that point
1: yeah. To, to Correct. like, to, to, yeah to, to, um, to like overwhelm her because there's, this, there's so many. And I thought that was cool because, uh, cause those demons aren't afraid of, you know, the Scarlet, Witch I'm sure they've probably seen worse. So the fact that they were just going like all around her laughing in her face and just, just not even caring. I was like, this is, this is kind of funny and crazy and cool at the same time, just because these dark, like, you know, creatures, uh, you know, are not scared of, of the Scarlet witch.
2: Yeah, it was very Army of Darkness too, like the way the way he used all of those little like half-body skeleton uh demon things. So yeah, at that point, Strange goes over and he he gets to America and America's like willing to make the sacrifice now.
1: Yeah, because um uh, as the demons are engulfing Scarlet Witch, Wong puts her in like a little like egg capsule thing, but she's breaking out. And then mm-hmm. Wong makes a suggestion. He's like, yo, you got to take her powers to 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 stop this. And then he just kind of nods. And then that's where um, he starts to talk to America.
2: Oh, and I will say this, man. That's amazing that Wong's making that call as Sorcerer Supreme, knowing Mm -hmm. that's what the other strange did as Sorcerer Supreme. Mm -hmm. But since our strange isn't Sorcerer Supreme and he's not looking at this like I've got to solve all the fucking problems or I've got to do the fucking thing. He's freed up almost to be able to make the choice that, no, she, I think she can figure this out. I think she's got this, like, we're going to find another way. Mm -hmm. Well, there,
1: there, there, there was a, um, Oh, and
2: he's all fucked up, too.
1: Yeah, he's all fucked up. But I forgot to mention when they were at the book of Vishanti and I didn't catch this when I watched it, but while I I was watching a breakdown as the book was burning. There was a single page that had America's symbol on it and strange saw that. So I think that kind of symbolized to him that she has to be the one.
3: Oh,
2: that's amazing.
1: Yeah. And I
2: didn't catch that. That's that's sick
1: yeah so so once again he has to because he can't do anything because yeah because he's he's weakened so he has to put it in the hands of somebody else just like he did when he handed off the time stone and okay so you mentioned that you had that one gripe earlier i think this was the one gripe that i had was when he tells america he's like yo like he's um he's like you gotta do this and it kind of hit me like why hasn't she tried to fight before like why didn't she just try to um you know harness like not just her teleporting powers, but she has something in her. Like, couldn't she have tried to, you know, fight and throw a
2: punch, a kick, maybe something? I don't think she knew she could throw a punch and do anything until she hit that glass.
1: You think, oh, okay.
2: That, that oh, was, was her figuring out that she has something else going on.
1: That's true. Cause all, that uh,
2: all I think she thought she could do is when she's scared, she can make a portal.
1: Damn, you're right. Because, because once again, she, she was
2: scared, but she, she makes the portal when she, Punches her.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: And when she punches her, she makes a direct decision which portal to do too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- at she that po-
2: finally is re- re- learning how to channel her power.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then there. <laughs> you just uh, you corrected my one gripe. She didn't. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, you,
2: you you fixed my gripe too. So there it is.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, and that's why these are fun but but I but I, I did love that moment where where she um, where uh, America's on the like at that sacrificial table and she's accepted like okay like you're gonna take my powers and he looks at her and he's mm-hmm. like he's like no no he's just like you're gonna do this
2: and yeah that-, that was so awesome dude just because that was just the full arc of the character just bam started at the wedding it ended with the it ended with the no like I think you've I think you've got this like I'm mm. gonna trust you that like I don't need to hold the ball I don't need to I don't need the ball I can I can pass it
1: yeah and I thought it was so smart because so uh, America gets up punches Wanda and realizes that she can do some damage and they're going at it and then she realizes like oh shit like this is still the Scarlet Witch I can't beat her toe to toe so well,
2: because Wanda catches her fist yeah and, and when it catches her fist and she's like, and she's like, fuck, like, fuck, I can't beat you. So I'm going to give you what you want. Yeah, she and she outsmarted her. She's like, I'm going to take
1: you to your kids as who you really are and let them decide. And sure enough, she teleports them to the living room, of the house and they the, the, the kids get the glimpse of who she really is. And it, it's all over from there. Like it, it just yeah. starts unraveling, right? There, there's no winning at that point. And I'm just like, that's so brilliant. She didn't, America Travis didn't have to beat her, you know, with like, you know, like going toe to toe. She just outsmarted her.
2: Yeah. It was fucking awesome. It was fantastic. I thought that was, I thought that was so cool. Cause also she's been hanging out with Doctor Strange mm-hmm. for a long time. Whether it's this one or another one, she's been running around with a bunch of Doctor Stranges. Yeah. She's, she's gotten this idea this creative problem solving brain of like, well, fuck, I can't do it this way. Well, how? where's the other angle? Like, like she's always looking, she's, she's learned from the best at looking at the angle and figuring out where it is that she was just like, oh shit, like you're, you're scary. I'm just going to give you what you want. I'm just going to let your kids see you right now. Exactly. Like you said, and just, it's going to fucking, it's going to end your, it's going to end your plan
0: yeah
1: and it does (laughs) yeah because the kids don't see the scarlet Witch as their mom like their um Wanda's their mom not not the Scarlet Witch yeah Yeah. so when she you know throws Wanda uh you know across the room and then the kids run behind the staircase and are all scared they start
2: throwing they start throwing toys at her
1: yeah and Wanda's just like trying not to get frustrated but they're just like trying to protect their own mom because she's not their mom and then when she snaps at them and scares them then she kind of realizes like oh shit like they're afraid of me.
2: Yeah, I'm the baddie. Yeah, <laughs> she has her real. I'm the I think I'm the baddie moment.
1: Yeah. And then I'm I'm really surprised through that whole time that like the 838 Wanda never tried to like fight, never used her powers like against like anybody. Um, And, and even in that moment when she kind of gets up and like walks over to the, the Scarlet Witch and tells her like, oh, just know that they'll be loved you know i was like damn even after like this you know invader coming to your universe you know trying to steal your life like you're still you're super calm and you know very composed and just and just letting her know that like yo like like and obviously she can tell like that's herself i mean just like looking at her, the, the the scarlet witch and she just tells her like yo like just know that like in this universe like i your kids you know your kids uh you know they're getting treated the way that you want them to be treated
2: yeah, no, it was so sad, dude. It was a really sad one. Not as sad as Shang-Chi, but it was, it was pretty sad.
1: Yeah. And then America cuts, you know, cuts out the portal and kind of takes them back. And Scarlet Witch finally has this, you know, clarity, like, holy shit. I got
2: to destroy this.
1: <laughs> Which, okay. Now I, I'm curious about your perspective. Do you think she really killed herself? Because, yeah. Because when you see the the whole thing collapse, there's like this weird red pulse so I'm just like, yeah, there's no way like someone like that big right now is going to kind of just off themselves.
2: Mm-mm. There's no way.
1: But then going forward, uh, she has to pay for her her crimes, right?
2: Uh, some people who do you, how do you how do they pay for it?
1: well how do you charge one of the most powerful how do you, uh, how
2: do you charge <laughs> <laughs> yeah where do you charge
1: yeah I, <laughs> exactly. I think you're just gonna have to be like like what you did like, well what, <laughs> what
2: what how would she pay and how would you charge her?
1: You're, you're you're just gonna scold her you're gonna be like don't do it yeah. again yeah <laughs> but please don't attack us just go away yeah <laughs> just go off um, and leave us
3: alone
2: yeah um but yeah no that was fucking sick and then that's that's it right that's the the end is oh. them at the sanctum or mm-hmm. not carmitage? A, a, a
1: uh well kind of uh, so it, remember it, it, it's them and she's just you know thanking him for, for for helping out and you see convertage getting rebuilt but then it cuts to strange at, at, at the sanctum um, and he's walking out remember he walks out onto the street and you're just like uh oh, this seems a little too happy-go-lucky and then sure up in the middle of the crosswalk he collapses and is screaming in pain and then he like you know reveals that he has the third eye just like the evil strange from uh uh,
2: there's repercussions for, uh, what is it? He says there's, there's repercussions for, for handling the dark hole or something like that. Yeah.
1: And that's where, yeah, th- that's where it, it ends. But obviously there's like two post-credit scenes, um, one with Bruce Campbell and then the other with, uh, Charlize Theron, which, yep. which I thought was pretty crazy because, because <laughs> Dr. Strange, I feel like keeps Pushing the limits of this whole thing, because right, like how
2: we, how weird can we get?
1: Yeah, because uh, Doctor Strange, that's where they introduce the multiverse, and then here we are, Doctor Strange Two. Now we're talking Doctor about
2: Doctor Strange. We introduce magic.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 just something that wasn't there before. <laughs> yeah, and then now with Doctor Strange Two, we're talking. We're definitely exploring more of the the multiverses now. We're speaking about incursions, and that's where this. post-credits scene comes in uh clea who for anyone who reads the comics eventually becomes doctor strange's wife wife yeah and she's the niece of doramu who is the villain of the first movie she
2: and that that universe she cuts them open to is the dark dimension too
1: yeah and she tells him like yo like you started an incursion and like we have to handle it and he's just like, I'm down, which is the, cra- the craziest thing to me. Not even like, hey, can I call the Sorcerer Supreme, like, you know, Wong? Can we maybe bring some friends along? Like, like I don't really know you. Who the hell are you? He's just, he's just down. His third eye is open. He's, he's, he's good to go.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I was excited, dude. I love Charlie Theron so much. I yeah. love her and everything. Mm-hmm. She's, she's fantastic. Um, I, uh, uh, did you see, um, did you see Atomic Blonde?
1: No, I, I never watched that one,
2: bro. You should see atomic block. Yeah, it's pretty fucking sick. I'm going to turn my fucking light on right now. I realize it's gotten dark since we yeah, started so, this.
1: Um, But overall, awesome movie. I, I felt like they did a did a great job. And I can't believe w- w- we're here. <laughs> Doctor Strange two is out. But so we're here in phase four. We've had five movies that have come out and I, I saw like in, uh, like, not like a super interesting article, but I, I saw the, 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 question being posed, like, how would you rank the first five movies of phase four? And I feel like it's pretty, it should be pretty universal the way people rank these, but I'm curious. It's pretty.
2: It, so, so it's Spider-Man is number one. Okay. Um, this one I would say is number two. Okay. What else are we rocking with? Black Widow, Eternals, and Shang Chi. Shang Chi, yeah, that Shang Chi is three.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: Black Widow is four.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> and
2: Eternals is Eternals is. You know what? Fuck it. It's a top four. <laughs> it's a top four. I'm not even. I'm not numbering Eternals. No, no, no. no. Okay. It's not even on the list. My- yeah. My name's at four. I don't need a. I don't need a fifth.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure like that's that's how it goes. But um- like, and I
2: know I know you do not like Black Widow.
1: It just doesn't make sense like
2: and 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 I'm not going to argue with you that it could even be remotely better than Mm Shang-Chi, but it is so much fucking better than Eternals.
1: Yes. And I, I, I did make the mistake of um, uh, saying on the podcast that um, or you know, talking about like the worst movies, and I totally forgot to mention it. Uh, Eternals, uh, you had texted me about that, and my jaw dropped. I'm like, oh shit, I did forget to say um, e- Eternals, and you definitely reminded me.
2: So, I will not stand for Eternals erasure.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but the rest of the year is pretty interesting because we have, uh, what three movies left, and uh, we have three, yeah, three movies, and Thor. Thor. I'm I'm looking at the list right now. Thor, Black Panther and Guardians, right? Black
3: Panther
2: and Guardians are still going to come out this year.
1: Am I looking at an outdated list? Oh, no, no, no. I am looking at outdated list. Guardians is next year.
2: Yeah, I think Guardians and Black Panther are going to be next year. I think Thor is the only one we're going to get this year. Thor. Yo, while you're looking at this, I'm going to go pee real quick.
1: Okay, okay? no problem. I'll, I'll keep the guests entertained. So Thor got pushed or not, not Thor, Black Panther got pushed to next year, which, understandably so. Guardians, I'm really, really on the fence about. Because I really enjoyed the first one, second one was okay, but with all the drama with James Gunn, the cast, I just want it to end if I'm being honest, I'm just kind of over it. Um, I'm trying to find an updated list. Things are Okay, so Moon Knight came out, Doctor Strange, Thor's in July. Um Yeah, it keeps saying uh Black Panther is supposed to be this year.
3: Well, let's see. Uh um uh, uh. I, I keep okay, I'm
1: back. I, I'm looking at all these lists and it keeps saying Black Panther is still slated for this year.
2: Well, I'll take it.
1: Okay. So, yeah. So, I guess all we have left is Thor in July and Black Panther in November.
2: Yeah, I think Thor comes out like the week of my birthday or some shit. Um, which I just saw the new Thor trailer recently. Um, I hadn't seen any Thor trailer, really. Mm-hmm. And uh looks like it's going to be fun. I've never
1: been a fan of the Thors, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Dude,
2: I love Ragnarok. I just I, I love Ragnarok and I really like Loki. I like
1: Loki the series.
2: Well, I, I like Loki the character. Mm-hmm. So I've liked everything that Loki's been involved in as far as the show goes. I think Loki's a really interesting character. I think the Loki Thor dynamic is really good. Mm-hmm. I think that's the I think Loki's the only thing that's good about Thor Dark World. Um the the scene where where Thor uh, goes and confronts Loki after their mom gets gets assassinated mm-hmm. and Loki's putting on the front of everything being normal and then Thor says enough you know brother like you know can we drop the illusions and Loki drops it and you see that he just destroyed everything in his room and he's just in shambles against the wall I think that is such a, a like a visceral moment in my mind of the the whole MCU that that moment stands out in the whole series of MCU films that moment where Loki is in is just devastated over the loss of their mom. The only person who really kind of saw him Mm -hmm. and accepted him. Um, And I, I I really like that. And then all the way to him making the sacrifice he makes in Thor two, which could have killed him. He dies, Mm. but he could have really died. (laughs) He could have been sucked into one of those, those things. And he makes that choice to save Jane. A person who his brother cares about yeah and I like I I, I like the complicated character of Loki and I thought what they did with the Loki series and Sylvie is absolutely like easily a top 10 MCU character for me Mm -hmm. she's awesome Um, I think she's just incredible incredibly challenging like I think she's a very like 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 just just a troublesome character just to think about like how fucked up her whole life has been like she's essentially like a re- been a refugee sent of she's been a refugee of a war waged against her specifically. Um, and she's lived in the worst places imaginable her whole life. Like, cause you realize that that's where she's had to, she's had to exist in an apocalypse mm-hmm. at all times of her life. And I think that's, she has like a very interesting like idea of a character and what, what that would mentally do to you and how much that would fuck you up and i um and i really liked i like the loki series yeah, Um still the only I,
1: series to get a season two
2: yeah you're right mm-hmm. um i think moon knight's gonna get another s- season i haven't finished it really Really? yeah i know i'm 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 lagging i've been you're a fucking liar you told me you'd finish it before we talked today i
1: i know i said that but i didn't but i didn't i i'm sorry i'm i'm really busy these days (laughs) but um Uh,
2: no you're good bro i i I thought
1: i read that uh he signed on to do like other stuff and he's not oscar isaac yeah
2: i mean the story can't end where it ends in Mm
1: -hmm. in
2: in the series it's definitely it's got to go somewhere from there it doesn't it's uh the way it ends it has to it has to keep going in some way they leave things untied okay um did you but
1: uh i'm trying to remember the timeline here did we talk about hawkeye last time uh,
2: no hawkeye hadn't hadn't finished yet it finished like the week after we talked
1: did you enjoy it i listened
2: to your talk with dan okay i didn't agree with anything i loved it
1: okay oh you didn't agree with dan because i love the series too
2: Okay, I thought yeah. I thought you were kind of on on board with him with being more critical of it.
1: No, no, I, I was uh, trying to not be such a fanboy because I love Kate Bishop.
2: Okay, I I thought it was I thought it was awesome. I thought uh, I really I, and I didn't know how to feel about Haley Steinfeld in that mm-hmm. in that role either until I want to say we watched some like teen movie that she was in and she was really funny in it. Okay, And I was like, all right, I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling like I could I could be on board with this girl plan plan uh, B- or being the new Hawkeye, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, being Kate Bishop. And then she was pretty funny and charming and in, in that role. And I thought it was really fucking the thing. The thing I liked about Hawkeye more than anything was showing the toll it took on him mm-hmm. just being a human
1: dude. Oh, I can't imagine, right? Remember, there—you—you uh, you saw the PTSD effects when they're at the Broadway is play. hearing.
2: Yeah, his hearing. The fact that his hearing was gone too. I think I thought that was such a cool, um, like the way. I just I really like when they when these these movies and these shows like like get critical of the actual like. Like one of the things I liked about the Captain America movie was like the Captain America movies were like showed the dark sides of shield Mm -hmm. and showed the dark sides of these government organizations. And that these like, there's, there's a lot of like, like the fascistic tendencies of, you know, trusting in these, you know, authoritarian systems and what that, what roads that leads you down. And one of the things I liked about Hawkeye was it showed you how inhuman the demand is on these, you know, for lack of a better term, like as far as what Clint Barton is, like he is an operator. He was, he was, you know, a mercenary, so to speak. Mm -hmm. He was sent into dangerous situations to do dangerous missions. And there was little to no regard for his personal safety or well-being. And it fucks you up. (laughs) It will fuck you up. It will chew you up and it will spit you out and it will leave you a broken fucking person. And then what do you do after that? Do you go back to being normal? Like you can. It's, it's How? impossible. How? Because even if you do stop what you're doing, you're still going to be, you're going to have these effects for the rest of your life. And I thought that was, um, that was pretty interesting that they decided to, to break Clinton Barton mm-hmm. <laughs> and show you that, no, you can't be a human being and keep this up, which is one of the reasons I'm glad they killed black widow off. Because I think uh, like, like, it it would get impossible to believe that these people are still capable of doing this giving no no superpower no longevity no you know nothing to armor them against the abuse that they're going through they are just human beings and black widow was going to have to retire at some point or die
0: yeah.
2: like she was going to have to stop or die and she died yeah because that was the only there's only two ways out was either stop doing what you're doing and deal with the repercussions that you you don't have i mean what do you do what do you do after that do you get a job
1: no i feel like you have to constantly be involved you can't (laughs) you you
2: like you're either in and she was somebody who was never gonna be able to like even when she was you know alone after the blip she was still, you know, trying her best to hold all the organizations together, which I imagine was even more stressful than being out there fighting.
1: Yeah, because there's a million questions that people have that you don't have the answers for, because nobody mm-hmm. has experienced the blip, and you don't know if they're coming back.
2: And that's one of the things where, like, when when Natasha gives herself up in uh, in Endgame, I think it's powerful because at a certain point, I want to like, especially because it was between her and Hawkeye, mm-hmm. it was between her and Clint who was going to give themselves up both human beings yeah. who don't, who can't keep this up much longer and what a relief it must have been at that moment where she got let go, yeah, that she, she was gonna, she was gonna, it was gonna be over for her.
1: Yeah. She didn't have to carry that weight. To,
2: she wasn't gonna have to lose any more friends. She, she got to die, hoping this fixed everything.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. She got to make a sacrifice that she wanted to, to, to better the whole entire universe
2: the last thoughts in her head are I'm going to die and everyone's going to fix something. She doesn't know Tony's going to die too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she thinks this is going to help everybody. She has no idea that this is still going to cause this, There's still more pain to come. And, um, and that idea that Clint had to watch that her lo- lose and almost probably like, I imagine there's a certain degree that Clint is in it. One of the feelings I got from Hawkeye is, Clint's almost envious of Natalie for of Nat for getting out. Yeah, because he's almost envious that that N- Natasha got to got to go. Yeah,
1: because you got to look at he's looking, or he's having, having to deal with what he did during the blip. Right, he's having to mm-hmm. to um, un- unintentionally um, you know uh, try to repay all the damage that he'd done because of this costume that got out that wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to, and he thought that dark part of his life was over and done with but and there's
2: there's no skeleton that you can put in your closet deep enough for it to never come out man
1: yeah and he, he learned that and um uh, you know it, it was a i think it was a good series i, I and I, I sound like the biggest black widow hater but i felt like um you know uh yelena was kind of pointless i don't think she needed to be there
2: i mean i think they just want to they, they want us to get used to there being a new black widow
3: mm-hmm. but, and
2: the the scale of two things. The scale of hero that Black Widow is, mm-hmm. she can show up pretty often. And the the um the list of actor that Florence Pugh is, I think she's a little bit more affordable. Okay. When it comes to oh, we can afford to put her where fucking Scarlett Johansson was had priced herself out of this shit. Yeah, just too it was going it was it was going to become way more difficult to keep her involved because she's just you got to pay her more you got to pay her more and you Florence Pugh is not as a is you know established yet that she's making her bones still given she's in great fucking movies have you ever seen that fighting with my family movie never seen it I want to say I, I've 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 advocated for this on here before it's uh, fighting for it, for my family. Yeah, no fighting with my, okay, with my family. Fighting with my family. It's uh, it's her. It's like the true story of um, one of uh, oh, one the, of the, the Becky W WW- Yes.
1: Oh okay. Um, I've I've seen the trailer. Okay, so I I know what this is, but no, I've never seen it. Okay.
2: That's that's why she got the Black Widow role. I'm pretty sure because she knows some martial arts.
1: Oh, okay, I, I thought she thought knows was...
2: she know she knows how to do stuff.
1: I thought it was because she
2: uh, started in a Midsummer, but. No, because Midsummer, <laughs> she's, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, she's just a chick crying. I mean, I love Midsummer. I think Midsummer is amazing, but but she's just a chick crying. And she's a great actress, but mm-hmm. uh, the reason, but you cast you cast her in Black Widow because she knows how to fight. And in that uh, that fighting with my family movie, she does a lot of her own stunts in that movie, and it's it's pretty evident that she she's okay getting thrown around. And mm-hmm. I think that's why you, you she she landed Black Widow. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I like Hawkeye. I've liked all the series mm-hmm. for for what they are. Yeah. Next and then one, I've liked some of them for more than that.
1: Next series we're getting is uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah.
2: I'm interested to see how that one goes.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how they uh, do her origin. Like, are they going to tap into the Terrigen mist? Because she's mm-hmm. technically uh, she's an inhuman
2: Inhuman, Yeah.
1: But are they going to go that route? Or are they yeah, gonna... I don't know.
2: I'm i uh, I'm game for it. I will say though, uh-huh. the, uh, um, special effects in the preview
3: uh-huh.
2: don't look up to par as the, uh, compared to the rest of these Disney shows.
3: You I'm know, game for it. I'm, I'm, I'm just, gonna see. Yeah, I'm
1: kind of curious how they, you know, decided to, you know, give the budget to that because obviously a lesser known superhero. Um, mm-hmm. you know, in the MCU, brand new character, so so it, it's, it's always risky, right? Because they don't want to run into another eternal situation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, who knows? Maybe yeah, I'm
2: I'm open for it, but judging off the special effects that I saw in the the trailer, I'm like, these don't look like they're as good as the rest of the series we've gotten. Okay, but we'll see. Well, time will tell.
1: We'll uh, be back again for Thor when that comes out we'll do another breakdown, but before we go, I, you know, I've always had to bring in the music. Um, yep let's start off with, uh, inclination there was a music video new song any movement with the record any release date anything you can speak on um,
2: yeah I uh, I always listen to the last one of our episodes so I can try to remember what we talked about last time so I don't say things over again and I, I noticed when we talked last I was like oh new inclination record it'll be out maybe before before Dr. Strange I can come on and we can talk about the record as you can see records still not, nope, out. Still not out but um, but, uh, but yeah so um as far as uh, as far as that goes, um I think we're I think we're gonna have like a summer release for the record sometime. Um, and then we'll have the vinyl in the fall. Um, but we are most likely gonna play some release shows over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a uh, Wild Rose. Um, I, I broke that news be, to you. <laughs> Remember yeah, you br- <laughs> you broke that news to me. That was funny um yeah it's funny you've done that more than once um uh but yeah so that that'll be me kind of getting a second shot because the last time inclination played canada they played without me um
3: really who sang
2: um anthony from struck nerve and jesus peace oh anthony he he sang a few songs and then um it was the um evan shaw that it was his memorial show or whatever Mm. and then another kid named evan i want to say from canada who i don't know he sang some songs Mm. and then somebody else sang some songs too because i made the joke because it was when i fucking tore my acl that uh i was like out of work and out of shows for like a minute and uh three people had to fill in for me at uh at that canada show and i made the joke i was like damn i was like three people got to fill in for me everywhere i everywhere i am because because i knew work was fucked i knew they were gonna have to throw like four or five people at my work to fill in for the shit that i do there um which was an arrogant fucking joke to make but you know whatever i thought it was funny um but uh but yeah so the last time inclination played canada was that me that was going to be my first time uh playing out of the country so mm-hmm. i didn't get to do that so this will be me kind of getting a, another chance at that so i'm going to try to not uh hurt myself before then Um, but who knows? Um, and I talked about it on the, I I talked to, uh, Spencer and Jessa on the scoped or whatever about that. And I knocked on wood for that when I was talking to them too. Um, but yeah, so, so there's that, um, I say Inclination should be doing some more stuff this year. I just, I think we're waiting to like try to announce everything at once, Okay. like whatever we're doing in the summer and maybe even like the early fall. So
1: n- um, nothing late July.
2: Late July.
1: Yeah, July thirtieth and thirty first in LA.
2: Is there something <laughs> happening in late July?
1: <laughs> well, n- not that. <laughs> so, Santa Fury is happening that day, uh, but I am oh, curious okay. if, like, you guys no, are on it. Okay. No, okay. I, okay.
2: I don't think I don't think we got to play Santa Andreas*. We didn't get to play *San I don't think we. I, I don't know if we got asked to play any of the fests this year. Um, okay. but then again, like if like, I think I've told you before, if we get asked to do something and Isaac can't do it, I don't even find out. We got asked yeah. a lot of the time. So, um, but yeah, I don't think we got asked to play any of the fest this year, which is, you know, kind of a bummer. I, I like going to the fest because I like mosh into all the bands mm-hmm. that are playing the fest and putting my life at risk and the risk and putting my, the band set at risk <laughs> as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is our core lineup. Looks cool. Wish we were playing, but you know, then I isn't happening. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're playing Sun of fury. We definitely will be out your way. Um, whenever we play release shows, I know we're planning on trying to do, cause we won't be able to do a tour with like Chris's schedule conflicts mm-hmm. added with Isaac's and Peter and school and everything. So, um, but Caleb is going to be out of school I want to say his finals were this week or last week. Um, So pretty soon, Caleb will be the least restrictive person in inclination. Caleb will go from being, I think, number three in the restrictive people Mm -hmm. in inclination to being the least, being even less restricted than I am, Um, which is going to be weird because I've been I've been used to being the, the, the easygoing guy in the band. Yeah, and then pretty soon I'm going to be beat out by even him. He's going to have it even easier than me because so I think he's going to be able to do his job from like anywhere. I think he's going to be able to just work from home, so he can work from the road as well. Um, so yeah, so that'll maybe open us up a little bit, but who knows with Harm's Way and whatnot? Yeah, if uh, if we'll be even more restricted with Chris, but I know we're planning on doing like some East Coast and West Coast shows whenever the record comes out. I just don't know when and where exactly because they haven't told me anything yet um because again they can kind of make these plans and just as long as it's not around a holiday i can do whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah so that's that's what inclinations got going on but yeah we did that music video um which was weird that was my first music video i've ever done so oh yeah that was really that, that was awesome I, I
1: know a lot of people were stoked on it
2: yeah i'm excited it's uh I really like that thoughts and prayers song i really like a lot of the the songs on the record i think i um i think i did a good job mm-hmm. i know i uh i've fallen victim lately to the um i we've talked about this i'm pretty sure the the youtube comment
3: oh no uh, oh i've no. fallen
2: i've fallen victim to taking things personally by uh by strangers and i i it's one of the things i like i feel like i I talk to my therapist about sometimes is like trying to like figure out like how to how to take a criticism mm-hmm. and like judge whether or not it's like disingenuous or not. Okay. Because um, yeah, like I saw somebody like accuse me of having like elementary lyrics, and I was like, well, that's that's a bit mean.
3: Yeah, but but, I
2: try really hard when it comes to the (laughs) lyrics that I, I thought I I think uh, I think I'm very sincere with the the things I write, even Mm. if they might be like, you know, like, like when I'm writing super straight edge things, it's because I've never gotten to write super straight edge things. So Mm. I'm, I'm just trying to have, you know, have fun with it to a certain extent, but also like, be honest and sincere with the things like every song I write is really about something like, yeah, I don't write just nonsense. Like, because I think it sounds cool. I, I write these songs because of issues I have with the way things are. Um, and, uh, a lot of the LPs that, um, I, uh, I'm pretty happy with how a decision came out. I think there's gonna be a music video for a decision. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, 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 have seen, um, early edits of it. I thought it would be out by now. Oh, it isn't.
1: oh, so it's already been shot
2: it's been shot ish okay. so i ish. Uh, i um i think that's still happening i don't know if maybe that's going to come out like when we're ready for the music to come out or mm-hmm. if it's gonna i thought it was going to come out by now but i guess not but we'll see how uh how that turns out but yeah i'm a, uh, am ready for the record to come i'm ready for people to hear it and And I guess I'm ready to be criticized. for.
1: (laughs) You'll be fine. Just don't fall into that. Don't take it like read them. If you're going to, I suggest don't read them. But if you do read them, just know that um, it could be tough. Don't let it ruin your day Uh, because you don't know who it's coming from. Yeah. Uh, And that's that's
2: the thing is like, so I like getting criticized for like talking about like how, like, you know, I don't agree with capitalism Mm -hmm. is like, if you're disagreeing with me on that, then, you know, whatever, dude, like you, you're like, I guess you're if you're into hardcore you're not that into it because like if you're all if you're all about like the systems that we are currently like restricted in on a global scale then you're not part of the revolution that hardcore is supposedly like counter to like Mm -hmm. like we're like we're a counterculture we're supposed to be you know about being critical of the government and i'm sorry but the government is capitalist so i'm going to be critical of the capitalist system we're in because i'm very critical of things that i see as harming the people i care about and the people i love in this world so if you're going to talk shit about me for caring about people then i think you need to like it's one of the things i think we've talked about we talked about this on one of our early uh early talks how like i'll check in with like the right-wing reactionary viewpoint on things like there's a few uh there's a few youtubes i, I told you about one of them that's like one of them's like a, a that's that's psychotic um like misogynist kind of borderline racist uh youtube channel that does videos on comic book movies mm-hmm. i check in with them constantly to make sure i don't agree with anything they're <laughs> saying <laughs> like i use that as like my like my canary in the coal mine to like check myself to make sure I'm not going on like some like Dave Chappelle because I'm, I'm a boomer in hardcore. I'm a fucking boomer in hardcore at this mm-hmm. point. Like I'm, me and you are the old guys. And yeah, that's weird. We, to, it's weird to hear you say that. <laughs> but yeah, It's true. The, it's true. The older we get, the more inclined we are to be resistant to change. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things where like I'm always trying to like if I'm feeling like resistant to a change, I try to like check in like, well, why do I feel resistant to this change? Why am I what part of me is disagreeing with this? Is it, is this part of me, like, am I fucked up for this? And I like try to like check those things in like constantly and like be fully aware of like how I'm traversing life. Am I, you know, am I coming off as a regressive? Am I coming off as repressive? Am I, am I doing something that is, are my feelings infringing on someone else's right to life or right. And, you know, we say that right now with, you know, what's going on in the country with, you know, overturning Roe v. Wade. And it's just, it's very scary. It's very scary li- living in a world where I'm like, where I can be in my counterculture and be ranting and raving and fucking pissed off at the way the world is. And then there's people commenting on the internet being like wow like what a cry baby what a whiny guy like
3: mm-hmm.
2: like and i'm like motherfucker like do you not are, are, do you not watch the news do you not turn on the tv do you not like open your phone like do you not see what's happening like do you or do you not care like is this stuff not affecting you or anybody you know like it's affecting people i know it's affecting people i care about and people i love
3: mm-hmm.
2: like so i'm gonna be mad and I'm. Gonna, and if you think i'm whining then you know we can go in the parking lot like <laughs> at this point like i don't care like i'll i'll fight somebody over some shit like this because if you're legitimately like if if your ideas endorse people having less rights based on things that are out of their control then I've got an issue with you sharing the room with me. And like given hardcore is supposed to be this inclusive place but we're not no Nazis.
3: Yeah,
1: 100%.
2: Like I don't have like I don't have any patience for anybody who's like who's like agreeing with a Republican politician on anything. Cuz you got to walk that down the line to like what else? Like I'm I'm not I'm not about like be, like and it's it scares me because I see more of these attitudes in, in hardcore lately. I see them being like espoused by by people who are like looked at and have platforms in some cases. And I'm like, well fuck. Like I know how I was radicalized to see how like I shouldn't use certain words anymore because they're regressive and they're repressive. I can see now also how if I had been radicalized in a different way, I maybe would have been more regressive or repressive Mm -hmm. because I was looking for somewhere to belong. And I saw someone who I thought was cool saying things that were radical ideas to me. And just, I recognize how like you can, you can hear a radical idea on either side and it can pull you depending on how alone you feel and how like discarded you feel by everything going on in the world so it really like it really troubles me this idea that like and i'm not saying like everybody in hardcore has to agree on everything i'm saying we really should like talk about these things and disagree about a lot of things but there's got to be there's got to be a baseline Yeah, there's got to be a baseline and that baseline has to be like that we're not going to go we don't want to go back to 1930
3: yeah i don't
1: think anybody born this generation would want to
2: Yeah, like, like, that's my thing is like, if you're, if your idea of like a, if your idea of like an ideal world is like the subjugation of women, then I think that I should be able to throw your phone away Mm -hmm. because in the world where that happened, you didn't have that. Yeah. So I think that now you, and also if if that's going to be the case too, then I'm going to need you to go get married to someone. And I'm gonna need you to work and while they don't. And then I wanna see how that life turns out for you.
3: Yeah. And where day, you
2: <laughs> we're in this day and age. Yes, and I want you to have work. to go to work while mm. your wife stays home. And I wanna see how you make that fucking work. Yeah. And then come back and tell me that my ideas on economics are fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, cause, cause I spend like all fucking day like, like learning and trying to like expand my mind and expand my understanding on how this fucking world works, mostly because like especially with, when it comes to like writing for constraint and stuff. I want to know what I'm talking about. Yeah. you know, like I've to. got all these ideas. I mm. want to know what I'm talking about when I say things and, uh, and I don't want to be full of shit. That's my biggest fucking thing with, 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 with being an artist is just trying so hard not to be full of shit. Mm. Like I want to live the, the life that I want and at the same time, like, I don't want to be espousing things that are out my ass. And, uh, but yeah, sorry for the rant. No, I, just get I, so mad sometimes.
1: I, I, I appreciate you ranting because now I can segue into constraint. Uh, yeah. you had a little stint in Atlanta, uh, for strangle you release shows. I'm just curious what your experience was like down there. Did you say the whole weekend or were you guys only able to go down uh, the day you we played? Did-
2: we just played the one show um it was um I mean, in all honesty it was it was cool the, all the bands played really awesome. fucking Jab was sick mm-hmm. um, um it was like a little a little disappointing, like turnout wise for the sake that bitter end was playing oh wow, and bitter end's playing they're gonna i hadn't they hadn't played a show since l d b
3: yeah, it's a long time
2: before covid mm-hmm. and I thought like that would pull a lot of people out and it would be like a fucking wild ass time and it was fun but it was it was one of those things where like and and I don't mean uh, and I don't want to like be disparaging or anything like this but like and I don't want this to sound disparaging because me I leading up to the show I listened to like every bitter end record to be like you know like go back through and be like oh you know fuck I haven't listened to this since before LDB um, And I was listening to all the Bitter End records. I was like, I think Bitter End is the best hardcore band of my generation. Like pound for pound, every fucking record is interesting, is unique, is very well written. I I find new things with every record every time I listen to it that I didn't notice before or I didn't appreciate before or I see influences that I didn't see before. And it's one of those like they're one of those bands that I feel like still gives to me. Mm-hmm. Even records that came out in like, you know, 2006 and 2010 and um like 2007, I still like remember like when these records came out, when they dropped and my first listening to them being different than the current listens that I have to them. And um, for me, Bitter End is is pound for pound like the best the best hardcore band of my generation. But saying that. They've always seemed to me to be a band's band. Okay, I get that. They're the band that everybody in bands likes, and it was just it felt so evident at that show, like that everybody who was moshing and everybody who's going off was like it was all the band's band guys, and it was, it's it's kind of upsetting that they haven't grabbed that greater audience or at least like held on to like the zeitgeist as far as. Like the majority of hardcore goes when they're just to me like so fucking miles ahead of bands of their era and even like bands that are currently going and um, like it really like at times it felt like the bitter end set was just for me Mm -hmm. because I was going off so fucking hard like And I felt like I should have been crabbing. I felt like I shouldn't have been able to go off as hard as I was. I should have had to have been more aware and scared for my life like it used to be. Um, But uh, but yeah, I know it was good. Um, I had fun. Uh, The Strangle You set was wild. Um, I really like that Strangle You record that we're putting out. Hopefully it'll be out soon. I've got a box with all the record covers already in sleeves, just waiting for the records to come in. So hopefully, sometime in the next few weeks, that record will be up and it'll uh, it'll go on the LDB store. Um, some of those Strangle You songs on that record are like perfect punk songs, in my opinion. So, um, uh, but yeah, but it was fun. Um, Fool's game was sick. Um, it was, uh, but yeah, I was I was pretty fucking blown away by Jab shout out was,
3: uh yeah.
1: long island shout out my buddy yeah. spitaro chris Reaney, uh awesome guys love that band
2: yeah they were fucking awesome i uh i told them they um they reminded me of when hate breed was still fast okay like when hate breed was still kind of fast and dirty um that was what how it felt to me and i, I bought a fucking record i I'd literally never heard them before i heard the band name mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah, they were fucking awesome. Living in Fear was really cool. Um, we played right after them, and uh, there was definitely uh, we should have played before them. A little walkout. What? With the, their hometown band. A little, band. Of a uh, a little bit know. of a walkout.
1: Yeah, they're pretty popular.
2: A, yeah, um, but yeah, we uh, we um, we covered that. We did that mental cover again, and one of the kids who was like moshing for every band knew the mental cover, so I was pretty hyped on the fact that the kid who was moshing for every band knew the mental cover. That was cool. Um, But yeah, um, I'm pretty pumped for the constraint shows that we're doing at the end of summer. Um, We're going to be going up and playing uh, that scoped, that scoped exposure fest. And then we're playing Hold Your Ground. And I think we're doing like, like something like 14 days around then. So Mm. so we're doing like, that's a long time a full run with uh with gates to hell i think maybe somebody else i'm not sure if anybody else is going to be with us on the on all the shows but i think at least the two of us are doing um basically i play wild rose fly home and then work a few days and then we constraints going to tour up to uh to calgary and then we'll tour back around and then end in toronto and uh and then come home so that's going to be exhausting. I'm going to have to be very careful because that means I can't get hurt at Wild Rose mm-hmm. and I can't get hurt at the scope thing. And then I can get hurt in Toronto. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll have to be on some somewhat best behavior on that tour and probably have to not mosh some days, which is going to be very difficult for me because I just go nuts on tour. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so constraints got that going on. Um, mm-hmm. We've got a we've got a song on the comp, yeah. the LDB comp that I'm doing. That uh, one of the song that song aired on the episode of Scoped Exposure that I did the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, Inclinations also on the comp, and uh, I believe Caleb is doing an episode of Scoped Exposure, so that song is going to air on his episode, and that's a cover of a By the Grace of God song that. Um, me and Isaac kind of threw together just the two of us, uh, and then you aired the weapon X song. Thank you for doing that.
1: Thank you. I got a lot of questions. People were like, when's this comp coming out? Where can we get more information? And I just- hope it was, I was <laughs>
2: hoping it would be out by now, but, uh, um, I'm actually like in the process right now of getting it like the digital figured out for it. So hopefully it's up in the next few weeks or so. Um, one of my, uh, my friend Colin Feeney, who helped out with LDB this year and does is doing like a a lot of the booking in Louisville. Now he's a whiz with that kind of shit. So he's helping me, um, get all the digital stuff together to get it on streaming. Um, are you going to air that sleepaway song?
1: hundred percent. Yeah. By the time people have got to this point of the podcast, they would have already heard sleepaway. Uh, Well, that's
2: my new, that's my new band. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
1: Logan street is the name of the song.
2: Yeah. Um, me and Ashton actually went and did, uh, so that song we we did we went to um we went to the building that that song is about um and we took photos for the uh for the lyric sheet for the comp mm-hmm. for the sleepway thing because for the lyric sheet i'm everybody's getting like a personal like grid in the um in the lyric poster so everybody is getting like a like their own individual little like flyer th- space for um for doing lyrics and we went and took a photo um on the rooftop of this building that that so there used to be this building called the ice factory in louisville that we would go to all the time um like me and mo from two witnesses mm-hmm. and um alex who does ldb and a lot of like dustin who plays in constraint and gates to hell and wicked garden and two, three poisons and fucking i can't remember all the bands dustin's in. Um, But um, back in the day, we would all like climb up on top of this building all the time. And there was like this real crazy way you used to have to do it. Like, because they, we, it was like, it was like an abandoned building that people would get in and then they figure out how people were getting, getting in. So they'd like seal up part of it. And then you'd have to figure out a different way to get in. And one of the ways you got in for a while was um, you had to like climb up on top of the roof and then you'd have to shimmy across a pipe, like maybe like 40 feet in the air that sounds dangerous very dangerous (laughs) you have to shimmy across this pipe like like 40 feet in the air over to a wall and then shimmy across that wall to like a metal roof that like had like parts that were like collapsing in it and you have to do all this in the dark and then you'd have to crawl through a window and then you'd have to run up some stairs and you have to walk out another door you have to climb up on a ledge and then if you didn't have enough upper body strength the thing I would always do is I would have to like crouch down and people would get on my shoulders and I would stand them up and I would have boost everybody up. And then I didn't weigh anything back then and I was always able to like lift myself, mm-hmm. like even when I was like a skinny little motherfucker. Um, and then the last person would have to just jump up and pull themselves up. So there was always like maybe like two or three people who were able to just jump up and pull themselves up. And then uh, when it came, so, you had have to climb up that and you have to run up all these stairs. It was like a 14 story building. We'd all hang out up on the top and some people would drink and smoke and, you know, just like hang out and whatnot. And we would just, you know, sit out and look at the stars, look at the sky, look at the cityscape and um, watch the UPS planes like circle the city. Um, And it was just, it was something that we would go up there like all the time, like four, five, six, some seven, eight. So, we went up there, watched Fourth of July one year. We went up there to watch Thunder Over Louisville. It's this big fucking fireworks show they do for, uh, um the derby time which derby just happened this weekend mm-hmm. i hate it it's awful Shout it's out, like
1: uh drake and jack harlow
2: bro <laughs> derby is the fucking worst it's it's like the it's like me and me and ashton were talking about it because it fucks up everything around louisville like they like fuck up all the homeless people a few weeks before thunder which is the first event of derby and then they just they keep the homeless people pretty much locked away until derby's over and they let them back out they locked um, away
1: like they put them in a building
2: they just go they 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 beat them up the uh, they they beat up their fucking camps, they fucking mm-hmm. tear everything down they throw shit away, they arrest some of them then they let them out and then they just kind of or they keep them arrested you know they, whatever they get them off the fucking street mm-hmm. for derby and it's 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 like the Olympics like they clean up the city okay, like too. to make it look like nice yeah when it's not really like that normally. but the Olympics happen every four years in like a different city every four years and mm-hmm. the Derby happens here every fucking year so um it's shitty. It's real shitty. Some of the stuff's fun to go to. Like I saw Everclear at a, at a Derby event one time. It was cool. Um, but, uh, and it was free, but, uh, for the most part, Derby's fucking ass. Um, but yeah, but so we'd, uh, we climb up in this building. We just, you know, hang out up there all the time. Then it started to get a little hot. One of the, the first time I ever got arrested was, uh, climbing on top of the building. Um, we like ran and I got away and the cops didn't like that I got away so they fucked me up a little bit and we all got arrested um but uh but yeah so um but yeah it was it was like this moment this thing that like you know like we I um Logan Streets kind of a song I guess I am just talking about it cuz I can talk about it with you um especially cuz you played it um, but uh Logan Streets song that I wrote cuz I'm in this band with all these old guys like it's Matt Weeder from um automatic and and kendall's and um mouthpiece and jeremy Holohan who plays in super touch and played a miracle drug and with matt um and they both play in love and trust too um and then ryan and um we're uh so yeah we're doing this band and it's i'm with these older guys who i've kind of always looked up to and then when it came time to write this first song I thought it would be cool to write a song about something that is based in Louisville and it was going to be for the comp. So it was, you know, it's actual building in Louisville on, on Logan street. And the song is kind of about this, like passing the torch sort of like, sh- like in like tradition and what it means to like, cause we would go like, I went to this building and someone showed me how to get up there mm. and then I would take people and I would show them how to get up there. And it's just this idea of just, you know, passing along traditions, passing along like these important moments in our life and like experiencing them and like just how, how trivial it kind of feels like later when you look back at it and you're like, man, that felt like the most important thing in the world at that point in time. And it was like, like, I know, I remember like how many times I went to that building early in like in the early days and like had these wild nights and these great adventures. And then eventually it kind of just felt like my job. But I knew that I was taking new kids to this building and they were having that experience that I had where I thought it was the most amazing thing. And I thought it was the best night of my life. And I thought, it. but for me, it was just, it was kind of, you know, just that idea of like, the more you do something, the less special it is. But at the moment, like it felt like you're in like standby or some shit. Like it felt like you were in this like, this, you know, very, you know, pivotal moment in your life. Um and that that building kind of represented that time in Louisville and that time in my life before it got too hot to go to. And then now it's apparently fine. We just walk fucking right in in the middle of the day. But they're about to gentrify it and turn it into like expensive condos. So
1: And for people who are curious, definitely. is this is that the building that's in that montage video on your TikTok? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, that was that was us going up there to take the the photo. Which, yeah, dude. By the way, um, Ashton really appreciated you uh you talking about the, the um the TikTok. That's like her baby is doing the doing the TikTok.
1: Oh, really? I, I don't remember where I first talked about it. At, if I'm being I I think
2: you talked about it with Dave.
1: Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I because I created a, a TikTok to start pushing some of this content and then just, you know, by chance, um, you know, you're starting to see who's on it. And I didn't know that um, LDB had a, a TikTok. So I thought that was cool seeing like the record reviews, the, you know, the, the shirts and just hearing about what's going on and then eventually um. Ash made the video shouting out, uh, you know, the podcast. So I, I thought that was really cool too. just like just mutual love, you know? So I I, I appreciate it. And I, I think it's cool. And like just one more, uh, you know, a medium to you know, push the content out there. So it's cool.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's kind of all her moves. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with fucking social media, man. Mm-hmm. Like so often with like Twitter and Instagram, it's just like, I mean, like, I guess we'll just post and let people know what's going on. But with with TikTok, it's like a little bit more like personal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, but yeah, it's fun. I, uh, but yeah, that, that TikTok was us, uh, going up to take those photos. So that's what that, um, that, that warehouse was, it was like a factory where like before we had refrigerators, you had to like make ice, like dry ice. And that the, that's where they made dry ice in Louisville was at the ice factory. Interesting. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it sucks. They're going to like turn it into like fucking ritzy condos at some point, or, or we think they're just going to level the building, which I'd rather them just level the building than turn it into an abomination of, yeah, um, high rise and yeah,
3: gentrification. Gentrification. yeah. No, I get it.
2: Um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, the comp um, that's constrained. I'll have a song and uh, that it's already played on Scoped and Inclinational. That song will play on Scoped and we're um, uh, we're kind of trickling a few of the songs out. Like I wanted to give you exclusive access to that Weapon X song mm-hmm. um, because I wanted people to hear it. <laughs> Yeah. And I didn't know when it was going to go live. And I, uh, I just wanted to help Dave out too. I'm really glad you, you talked to Dave. I knew you would get along with Dave.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, Dave's awesome. I, I had a re- really fun time talking to him. He he's, uh, because like, I, I didn't know what to expect, but getting to talk to him, it just felt like he was just a friend that I've had for a long time. So it, it was cool.
2: Yeah. When, uh, when most of the time when we have talked about comics and I've mentioned like, oh, my buddy, who's like really into this is. Talking, that's it's always Dave. Anytime I've said, my buddy told me this it's mm-hmm. always Dave. that's mm-hmm. that's dave every time oh yeah um but yeah me and dave have been have been homies since since fucking, he's he's like a day he's like a day one like hardcore kid in louisville um like go going back as far as like nemo and alex like he's he's like he got into hardcore like a year before i did but um but then he moved to uh new zealand which we all like to give him shit and say he moved to australia and it really <laughs> makes him mad and it's really fun for sure it's really fun if you ever talk to him again i'll ask him like hey how was australia talk <laughs> well, just slide it in just slide it in find a way to talk to him about when he moved away from louisville mm-hmm. and then be like that's when you moved." And it was like oh, i thought you moved in australia like say like just do something like that it would I be fucking incredible he'll get so mad it'll it'll be It'll be so good. Well, actually, he won't get mad. He'll be like, he'll correct you politely because he's the most polite person in the yeah. world. But if you be like Tyler told me to say that, he'll get mad. He'll get mad then.
1: Yeah, he'll be like I'm not sure he'll be like suspicious. Like, wait, how does Jamie know about this?
2: <laughs> you might uh. just think you're confused or be like, oh no, New Zealand and Australia are different things, my friend. But then if you're like, oh no, Tyler told me so I'm like, oh, that fucking that 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 cocksucker. Um, but yeah, um but yeah, as far as as far as constraint goes, that's pretty much all we got going. Hopefully, Sleep will record more songs when Ryan's not so busy with uh, with Gates to Hell, because uh, we have like we have enough to record to record for a seven inch right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else going on. Yeah, I-, I hope I hope everybody likes the Inclination record, man. I really like it.
1: I really like it too. So I I think we will. I think once they hear the full thing, uh, they'll be uh, you know. Uh, pleasantly surprised and happy so uh, i I think it'll be worth the wait
2: yeah i've uh i've seen some of the artwork because ridge from uh from pain of truth and life's uh, question Question, Mm -hmm. he's doing he's doing the artwork for it he did a fucking kick-ass job he did all the stuff that you've seen so far like all the shirt designs for the um glimpse through the lens or whatever Mm -hmm. and um and all that stuff he's he's done a pretty fucking bang up job i'm very happy with it but also i'm happy with everything that's the thing like they, they always like like sometimes they don't even ask me like what i think of things because they'll send me something and they will be like what do you think and i'm like oh it looks cool and then they'll decide to change it and they'll be like what do you think about this and i'm like oh it's, that looks cool too like mm-hmm. i don't really care i don't really care there's very few things that i'll get uh any kind of way with because it just doesn't really matter to me as much
1: for sure well, Tyler, this has been another awesome podcast. Uh, appreciate uh, the update on all the music stuff. I appreciate your perspective on Doctor Strange. We'll definitely be back for Thor around your birthday. Uh, but before we go, is there anything else you'd like to say that we haven't covered? Because you know we've been here for three hours and like, fuck, is it been three hours again? Yeah. Oh my
2: god, I'm so sorry. No, it's I'm all So good. sorry if anybody's made it this far in the in the podcast. Then I guess thank you for caring about what we have to say about things this much to hang around for this whole time. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> the, the, you're, you're a real one, like straight up. Like I listen to everything. Like anytime I listen to a podcast, listen to the whole fucking
3: thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Like I, uh, I'll, I'll like fast forward through an ad, but like, for the most part, like I'll listen to every bit of something. Cause even if it's something that like, like, like the axe to grind uh does all the pit reports or whatever i'll listen i'll at least like if i'm bored with it i'll skip it just so it registers that i listen to the whole thing because i know it uh it helps that the full play gets gets done But most of the time i stick all the way through these things so if anybody is like me then uh i'm sorry that you're like me it's it's awful
3: <laughs> for sure <laughs> all right it
2: sucks it sucks being like me but you know alone.
1: All right. Well, uh, thank you again. Thank you, everybody who tuned in, who sticked around, and we'll be back soon.